0: program contains mature subject matter
1: including maladjusted youth, masochistic hillbillies, and the excitement of the price is
0: right. It may be deemed inappropriate for our younger viewers.
2: Viewer discretion advised. I would like
3: if I may to take you On a strange journey. I'm
0: giving you a choice.
4: Either put on these glasses or start eating that trash can.
1: You maniacs! What is a
5: man? When we are successful, we will be. We had a
2: real chat with this. You know, my mother-in-law comes over to help watch the kids, and uh, she always puts on CNN. And do you know what those fucking morons are doing? Do you know what those fucking morons are doing? They're fucking talking about Trump. I swear to God, I cannot believe people watch that channel. This, they're so dumb. It's like, do you think these people give a fuck? Who's pre- they want Darth Vader to come back. They want him to come back because they got nothing to talk about because it's show business. And Joe Biden is a fucking bore. They can't bitch about him because he's wearing a blue tie. So now what do they do? They're going out there. They're doing what they did the first time to get this guy elected by giving him all this free coverage while they act like they allegedly don't like him. I don't buy it. I don't buy it. They're a corporate news channel and they just, they're just, they're they're fucking treasonous, un American pieces of shit, just like Fox News, MSNBC, just like all of them. Just like fucking all of them.
6: Yeah, fuck you too, CNN, and this is episode 54 for Behind the Schemes, July 19th, 2021. I'm Booberry, Mothman of the Minneapolis.
7: And uh, yeah, we are not big fans over here uh, of the Chinese News Network. Just kidding, as yes, we are here on the psychotic left coast, where I'm reporting
6: from, and my name is Lavish. And phasing into our dimension, we have a new guest joining us tonight. I'd like everybody to welcome Derek from the Double Thought Dimension podcast. Yo, what's up? Thanks for joining us, bud. How you doing tonight?
8: I'm doing great. A little sore and sandy from playing volleyball earlier, but doing all right.
7: Uh, a good kind of soreness, then.
6: Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Not the sort of soreness that you're going to experience from, uh, you know... Uh,
7: Falling down uh, things or well, getting your head on things. I was
6: trying to work in the uh, cardboard bed joke, and there's something there, but I'm not entirely sure what.
7: Yeah, me neither.
8: <laughs> Much better than prison soreness, I guess. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh,
7: those beds are really uncomfortable, yeah.
6: lordy lordy let's uh cleanse our palate a little bit we uh our tarot card for tonight is the six of cups from the tarot de marcel as always two rows with each rose having three cups facing each other around an axis it is the recognition of self-respect in the noblest sense with sincerity acceptance and internal contact with divine love i mean that's bts all over it may also be the encounter with the other, the real appearance of the same soul that we dreamed of in the two of cups. A person who gets well with us, a person when blending in the joy of a well-proportioned relationship, we discover emotions like respect, honesty, pleasure, and sensuality. This is a comprehensive love that includes reason, heart, and instinct.
9: Hmm.
7: Well, it hmm. can also represent nostalgia, and it can represent uh, memories, childhood memories, focusing on the past, uh simplicity, playfulness, goodwill, innocence. It's uh it's a pretty little chipper little card, family support, protection, that sort of thing.
6: It's like the family cookout card for a tarot.
7: Yeah. It's like the that smell when when you smell that barbecue and it takes you back to that fourth of July or whatever, that's what the Six of Cup is.
6: And uh, after the pitfalls, this card means that you have taken the time to heal, to look back to the past to remember all the good things. During this period of reflection, it is not necessary to focus on the negative. Instead, take all the positive from the past and inject it into your present and future. See, this is a sort of injection that I can get behind. Uh, Yeah, finally. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, Uh, for once. Once you leave the past behind, the road ahead will be very bright and worth looking forward to.
7: That's a hot card. That's a sweet card. I no, like, like that one. card. Yeah, yeah, it's a good one.
6: It's a very good foreboding we, card. We've
7: been getting good ones. We haven't. Luckily, we haven't been getting too many of the like, uh, you know, the, your typical bad ones. So fingers crossed. All right. Well, I'm see, sorry, I didn't mean to jinx it. I shouldn't have jinxed. I shouldn't have said that. <laughs> what did I say?
6: I don't I think should. it'll matter because I'm not one that's ever really. Stood behind that the that there's good cards and bad cards, just like the you get the idea that there's uh, some people will try and argue that there's no such thing as a good trip versus a bad trip.
7: Yeah, those people haven't done enough drugs, but yeah, I, know, I see <laughs> what you're <they're> saying.
8: <laughs> Until you're smashing your face on the sidewalk uh, during a bad trip,
6: <laughs> smashing yeah. somebody else's face. <laughs>
8: <laughs>
7: or are you just like hidden under your bed for eight hours. Like, I don't. I don't consider that a great trip.
6: <laughs> lordy, lordy.
7: And it happens, people. It's okay. There's nothing wrong. It's a mental health thing, you know. If if the bats are swarming around your head, then do what you need to do. All right.
6: <laughs> I do want to, or we want to shout out our producers for this episode. We've uh, we, we have yeah. quite the menage a trois tonight. Mmm, I like it. And a couple of these come in from last week. Uh we were going to do an episode here with Derek, uh but we ended up postponing for the Hog Story Episode 200 Extravaganza.
7: Mhm. Mm-hmm. Uh, and thank you very much for rolling with us on that one, Derek. Much appreciated. Oh yeah. Yeah, no problem.
6: It was a great show and uh it's glad everybody could be there to hang out and celebrate that landmark for him.
7: Yes, indeed. 200's a, a big one, and uh, hopefully, you know, we're looking forward to it. If we, if we make it to 200, that'd be nice. Uh, but uh, we've got a show, too, and we have some absolutely fantastic people who support this show, and, and thank goodness they do it, because this is a value-for-value value show, and uh, we don't have any corporate sponsors, we don't have any ads of any kind, and the reason why we don't have that stuff is because that's how we can talk about all the things we talk about. If we had ads and stuff, they would uh, put us away and uh and label us as i don't know something <laughs> so they'd come up with some really nasty something
6: word. d something v something uh good uh, you know no. It rhymes with ransold but
7: <laughs> thank goodness we've got these freaks they help us from doing that so
6: yes our freaks of hazards and uh, if you would like to join the ranks of our many freaks you can go to behind the there's a donate button on the on the page uh, but coming in first is Quirkus, returning freak of hazard with twenty four twenty.
7: Damn Quirkus in
6: the house. And then uh, next on that list is another returning face of CB, uh, not Carolyn Blaney, but uh, also not going to dox him. So we just mm-hmm. know him as CD. C, excuse me, CB on this uh, production. Thank he, you, CB twenty point thirty three. Oh yeah. And then, last but not least, hide your <laughs> hide your wife, hide your fun holes. It's Fletcher from Hawk's story with his reoccurring donation of five fifty five, which we hugely appreciate. It's uh, it's really cool to see someone commit to um, sending in, and, and like that's the thing with value for value is it doesn't matter what monetary amount, it doesn't matter what art, it doesn't matter. Uh, time, talent, what's the other? Uh, treasure.
9: Treasure, um, yeah.
6: Any amount, it helps produce the show. Keeps us uh, chugging along, and um, with that, Corcus and uh, Turbo TurboFagot f- f- ended up sending in a couple of ISOs, which I'm still searching through. I, I, I know I can find a couple of them, and I'll have them throughout the show, mm-hmm. but um, oh, like this one. Back off, man. I'm a scientist. Oh, Yeah. <laughs> Oh,
7: Bill. William Murray. Oh, this this one's good, too. Oh, I'd love to get
2: you on my couch. Oh, my.
7: (laughs) You will not dissuade me with appeals to my intellectual vanity. Oh, no, that's Alan Watts.
6: Quirk has uh, sent in a shit ton of uh, movie ISAs, so still sorting them. Still trying to figure out how to label them so I can actually uh, just get through the entire (laughs) list of everything, because the list has gotten quite big. Um, mm-hmm. and then, uh, we also have an end of show mix that we'll toss in Uh turbo Fagget from, uh, he's a relatively new listener. Just, uh, emailed us a, l- a little mix that we're going to play in addition with our closeout song. Mm-hmm,
9: mm-hmm,
6: mm-hmm. And those are all ways that you can support the show. So, um, like we said, go to Behind the schemes. You can email us behind the schemes at protonmail.com. That's S C H three and three S uh, send in art, send in ISIS. we'll take it all.
7: <laughs> and then we are behind certain bushes. If you just look around your local parks and you go behind a bush, you might find us there. We might be there. So just, you can hand us money
6: there too. <laughs> <laughs> Do a commercial, you're off the artistic roll call. Every word you say is suspect. You're a corporate whore, and uh, end of story.
2: We told you who was behind the schemes. But you'll never know who's behind the screens. Call our creep phone now and leave a screen mail. We'll play it on the show. 612-263-616. 612-263-SXXY. That's 612-263-7999.
9: That's
6: right. You can call 612-263-7999. Call in leave a voicemail. I didn't really pick a theme for the screams for uh this week. Mm-hmm. So, unless you guys got any uh off the cuff types of screams that you'd like to hear. Oh, uh,
7: if I may, just the one that comes to mind, it, we should have some space screams for all of the billionaires that are pretending to be going to space lately.
3: Oh,
6: right, right.
7: <laughs> or maybe it should be so it'll be upper atmosphere screams.
9: <laughs> <laughs>
6: You know something like oh in space no one can see you go 10 miles higher that's right
7: no one can hear you scream in space except you're not in space quite so you can still we can still hear you scream
6: scream like Bezos forgot to install an emergency eject button for his escape pod
7: <laughs> oh my god the one thing fuck <laughs>
6: no anyway yeah, call uh, 612-263-SXXY and uh, get that shit in there. We'll play it on the air. <laughs> we'll literally play anything. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right. I think that's... Oh, and then com for your show note. Goodness. You can subscribe there. Show notes will get emailed out to you every show. You can also check them out... In the bottom of our episode descriptors, um, lots of lots of weird fun stuff, everything that we reference in the show is going to be there. Mm-hmm. And that's my business. Nice business. <laughs> so Derek, you hit me up after I called into the Grimerica uh, 500 episode extravaganza. Yes. How long have you been listening to the Grim Boys? Uh, Probably about a year and a half or so. Not too long. Oh, they're great. They're one of my all-time favorite shows. It's uh, I've gone on record saying that they're part of my original trifecta, along with Higher Side and uh, Tinfoil Hat. It's the first couple of shows that really pulled me into podcasting as an art form.
8: <laughs> yeah, I just got a uh, smartphone, let's see, in 2019. So sometime in 2019 was when I first heard of podcasts and uh here i am now
6: <laughs> yeah and you just started a, a podcast with tony your wife double thought dimensions and if i'm correct it, it started december 2020
8: yes yeah we started uh december 2020 and i think we're on believe it or not 33 episodes right now <laughs> yo, <Hey-o.
6: laughs> that's the way you do it
7: yeah it's a big one that's a big one
8: Yep, I've been kind of uh, holding off. I want to just do um, uh, not a super deep dive, but just uh, kind of uh, the basics of the meanings behind 33. Mm-hmm. So I'm kind of getting that all prepped up. That,
7: that can be a pretty deep dive if you let it be.
8: I know, that's why it's kind of taking a while. It's like, man, how many avenues do I want to go down here?
7: Yeah, well, that's that's the power of 33, and a lot of the basic symbols... We're always exploring, like, uh, the pentagram and things like that. Just, it all ties into one another. So yeah. freaky.
8: Yeah, we've been, me and my wife actually have been waking up at 3.33 um, quite a bit uh, lately. Um,
6: <laughs> when the veil is the thinnest. Yep. <laughs> yeah.
7: Screw Magic Hour. That's Magic Minute, baby.
6: Yep. <laughs> yeah. Is there, nice. uh, is there anything that's blown your mind as you've been researching for the show that's uh it's really kind of uh, shaken a worldview, or um, maybe um, something that was so far out there that uh, you weren't aware of before? Nothing quite yet.
8: The only thing that I have came across um, that I didn't know that much about was Club 33 with Disneyland. Oh, uh-huh. yeah. Yeah. Um, so I went a little deep into that one day and um, ended up reading what I assume was a bullshit story of a guy who... Broke into the club basically when no one was around and found Walt's head in the refrigerator.
7: <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> kind of funny. You know they've got. Do you know what the waiting list to get into Club Thirty Three is? It's like, it's yeah, like, it's like forty to sixty years or
8: something. Yeah, and they like don't disclose exactly what the rules are or how you even do it.
7: No, it's it's super secret. If for anybody who doesn't know, this Club Thirty Three is the secret club at Disneyland. And it's like the elitist club where if you, if you're in club thirty three you know you're you're set you get access to the underground tunnels and, the, and you cut the lines and you get to have cool dinners and secret restaurants and stuff like that it's it's very uh, interesting little mythos of Disneyland
6: I think you get special access to the castle too right
7: probably
8: I don't think they just dis- i don't think they disclose what the perks are,
7: but they don't talk about it. But Uh, If you go to Disneyland enough, you you hear all the rumors. Have you you been to Disneyland?
8: I have never been to Disneyland.
7: Oh, okay. If you go all the time, which I'm I'm kind of from the area, so I used to go a little bit when I was a kid, but you definitely hear all about it from all of these people that work there and people that go all the time. Oh, wow. It's it's a pretty well-known little secret, but there's nothing official written anywhere about it, except for maybe like one paragraph somewhere.
8: Yeah, they have a website. I found that, but there's no pertinent information on there. It's like super outdated. And yeah, uh, yeah, all they found was, I don't think if it was even a Reddit, it was some like, I don't even know what it was, but it led me to that funny story of a guy finding Disney's head in in a fridge.
6: Mm -hmm. Which I wouldn't be surprised. We actually have audio from, uh, I believe this is your first visit. To Disneyland Lavish if I if I'm if I'm thinking correctly.
7: What is this Mickey Mouse bullshit I see before my very eyes?
6: Yep. <laughs> that was three year old Lavish
7: over at Disneyland being like, what in the f- is this Mickey Mouse shit? Surprise you know me.
6: Surprised yeah. you were able to get the audio so clean that It that- was i c I'm surprised you found that
7: audio. This guy went through all my old VHS tapes and digitized <laughs> them. This guy's a total total creep. Climbed in my window, <laughs> didn't ask. I loved it. Um,
9: boo!
7: He said as he leaped out my window with all my fucking tapes. Well, Blueberry
6: has some goddamn common courtesy, doesn't he?
7: Yeah. Uh huh. Uh, Disney. The whole Disney thing is is weird when when you look at the creepy stuff with Disney, like all the hidden stuff drawn into movie titles. Like I think the Little Mermaid had like Dicks sex. everywhere. Dicks everywhere and, like, sex written in the stars. Well,
6: that's that's Lion King. Yep, that's Lion King. Lion King? Oh, okay. It was written into the dust that gets blown off of a cliff when um, Simba's kind of head tripping with his dad after, <laughs> uh, after Mufasa passed.
7: <laughs> See, it's shit like that where I'm like, is that is there a conspiracy or is it just a bunch of perverted animators having fun? Because it could be either one, you know?
6: Yeah, and then the uh, there's a Donald Duck Uh, Cartoon, and there's a poster in the back that says, Ask me about the Illuminati. And it's one of those uh, seeing eye, or not seeing, well, it is a little seeing eye, but it's an eye vision test.
9: (laughs) That's kind of cool.
7: All right. You haven't seen the pictures of that? I suppose not. Oh, shit. I haven't seen that either. Why don't you present them? I will find it actually. Let me see. I'll just Google Illuminati. Donald Duck, I think. There, we'll see what comes up. <laughs> oh, I see. Ask about Illuminati. Oh, nice. I like it. Yeah, these guys are, yeah, yeah, screw these guys. They rub it in your face all the time. It's Which like they it, can't help themselves.
6: They can't. Well, that's part of my general accepted theory that, uh, I shouldn't say theory, it's a hypothesis that's shared by a lot of people that, uh, in order to get away with these schemes, you have to out front tell people what you're doing, what you're about. And when people know about it but don't do anything about it, then it's acceptable. Because obviously mm-hmm. they would have said, wait a second. Right. If they weren't okay with it.
7: Hidden in plain sight. Just like the front of the IRS building.
6: <laughs> oh, see, if that one ever- That one I don't know. Isn't that
7: oh, like Saturn? Oh, yes, or- you do. I've shown you it before. Here let me show you the front uh, front of the IRS building. Okay. The internal revenue service building has two pillars of bow and a pyramid. Yeah, okay, let me I'm gonna post it in the chat right now in hashtag greenroom, the IRC chat. And you will see that the front of the IRS building is an
10: extremely
7: occult-looking fucking series of structures, with a nice <laughs> as above so below pillars with stripes, and that are got, inverted.
6: The stripes are are inverted.
7: Stripes are inverted. They offset one another, and then the pyramid itself, uh, the the bottom ninety percent of it is made out of a you know coarse whatever black material, black granite, and then the very top, the very top. Ten percent is uh, exempt. They are they are special, white, pure, set apart from the rest. <laughs> this is one of those schemes. I've seen them. Yep, that's right. Wow, well, I'm sure thirty three <laughs> is is involved in there somewhere. Yeah, it goes on and on. Slaps on, you really. in the
6: face, man. <laughs> really does. It's it's really really fucking. They're really
7: open about it. And that's part of the power. And they get to go, what, me? Oh, this? This is just, we just thought this was a good idea.
8: It's like the uh, Denver International Airport uh, mural. <laughs> like, holy yeah. shit. And the horse,
7: too. The big horse statue. I, get
6: I, got, a, I got a couple of pictures in, uh, in the airport when they were doing all the remodeling, and I don't know if you remember seeing them online but it was like, please excuse our Illuminati dust as we make renovations. And
7: Yeah, they're like joking about it. They're, they are lampshading, as they say in the trope world. They are, they're winking to the fourth wall, being like, right guys? Right? And we're like, yeah, right. That's, that's what we've been saying. Like, yeah, dude. Thanks. Again. <laughs> <laughs> so how, what uh, kind of got you interested in, in looking at these sorts of things? I mean, from from the podcast itself, or did you have interest in this sort of thing before you were listening to shows?
8: Um, I first got into conspiracy type shit um, in 2008. Um, I had always kind of been into counterculture type things before that. Um, but around 2008, I was in Iraq actually. Um, and this guy that was in my platoon, uh, he had a zeitgeist on a DVD mm-hmm. and we watched it and I was like, huh, never thought of a lot of that type of stuff. Mm-hmm. And ever since then, I kind of have gone pretty deep down a lot of different avenues uh, for a long time, just never really. Uh, did much with it other than read a shitload of books and watch a lot of documentaries.
7: Mm-hmm. That's the first step. It Takes a lot of that before you really develop a pretty solid uh, idea of what you think is going on. You know, it takes you got to look at stuff, disregard stuff. Uh, but that's such a big one, though. I, I love Zeitgeist. So we actually have someone in the chat who showed me that. Mister Servo showed me Zeitgeist, which was uh, what when I watched it. By the time I'd watched it, I was kind of pretty familiar with its material and when i watched it i was like oh great i'm glad somebody made a documentary about this stuff
8: i thought it was good just for the the building seven information uh, mm-hmm. i never really had heard that so that really you know and the fact that when i watched it while i was deployed in iraq i was like man wish i would have watched this before <laughs> <Yeah>. Oh damn! <laughs> sure, sure. <laughs> oh, shit. I <laughs> know uh, all these patrols we're doing aren't making, aren't quite adding up. Uh... <laughs> I haven't actually
6: seen this. Add it to my list.
7: Oh, you haven't? Oh, man, we got to watch that one. That's a that's a groovy one. It's a prime. So that's on Amazon, I think. Yeah, probably. You can find it anywhere. You can find it on YouTube easily. Uh, but it's basically the first half of it, or the first part of it is. Talking about sun worship and how sun worship bleeds its way in all major religions, and then the other half is about nine eleven. It's very interesting.
8: <laughs> yeah, they <laughs> definitely uh, go right for it right there.
7: Yeah, but yeah. I, so as a, as someone who's in the military, would you say that there's probably been a lot of mediums and avenues for for people who may have served in the past to learn about these sorts of things and then look back on their service. And, and think about it in a different way. Would you say that's probably something that happens a lot?
8: Oh, yeah. I mean, I don't know how many people that have reached out to me that I was uh, in the Army with who are like, oh, yeah, remember that one patrol or remember that one time. Like, man, I wish we would have known some more at the time, you know, but just kind of um, got the blinders on, I guess. Yeah.
6: You're actually yeah. The, the third gentleman that we've had on this show that is uh – as a military background I, i'm kind of digging this trend <laughs> something that's uh, was never really intended but um it's cool
7: well it's always a i mean it I don't want to like meme-ize it but it's a it's it's such a cool credential to have in a time where um, so many people aren't even fit for military service let alone you know have actually served so especially
6: think, especially at a time like this, when they're <laughs> canvassing yeah. the the fucking mental proclivities that people might have that sway in one direction that will never be acceptable in the military mm-hmm. i e <laughs> conservatives
8: yeah yeah, it's crazy actually um I have a, quite a few people who who are still uh in, and they're going full. Woke in the army right now. Um, sure. It's unbelievable, really. I have a couple friends who are like past their 15 year who are just like, fuck this. I'm just going to retire before 20 because I can't take it anymore.
7: <laughs> right. But they get hooked up with the, with a half decent pension from, from all that, right? All that oh, yeah. Yeah, for sure. I mean, they, they get set up for a little bit, right?
8: 20 is a big one, but I think you can. They started doing the um, 12 and above thing a while back, I think. And, you know, if you make it to 20, you get the full pension, but anything over 12, I believe, you get a good amount.
7: Nice. Did you uh, have any experience with a, a substance called Rippets?
8: T- hell yeah. Yeah. <laughs> 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 Uh, Rippets are, um, a energy fuel that I don't know what, if they're, they had a contract with the army or if they were owned by KBR or maybe it's Dick Cheney's fucking company. I really don't know, but, uh, we would just get pallet loads full of rippets and it was rippets and water. Uh, and no one likes to drink water. So pretty much rippets.
7: Mm hmm. (laughs) And you don't see them really, uh, here on the homeland, but, but you probably see it a lot abroad.
8: Yeah, actually not even, I didn't really see it anywhere until, um, right before we deployed to Iraq, my squad leader brought us a case of it. And, um, and then once I was in Iraq, it was just, that was the number one drink I would say, um, people drink, um, Another drink, though, that was even better than Rippets it was this thing called Wild Tiger, that had, you know, caffeine, but it also had nicotine in it.
6: <laughs> mm, nice. Now we're talking. <laughs> Come again.
7: <laughs>
8: so, so those were
7: for uh, for night patrols, yeah.
8: <laughs> they actually had to ban those because too many people were having like uh, heat exhaustion and heat stroke after drinking them.
7: Yeah. Sure because <laughs> you'd be crushing them out there in the desert heat. That's not good yeah, for you. not
8: wise.
6: With all that yeah. sand and everything, just sucking the moisture out of you on top of that, too.
7: Sand and sun, man. Yep. Yeah, the, what, I posted a little article here. I just brought it up because someone brought this to my attention, and as a civilian, I've I've never heard of Rippets, so it, it interested me. I guess they're made by the National Beverage Corporation, which... Is uh they they acquired like Shasta and a couple other like you know low end soda brands and uh, you know they're like a third to Pepsi and Coke, but hmm. when when a company like that comes around and then makes an agreement with defense contractors to just ship you know tons and tons and tons of inventory of this shit for free it just it it perks my ears and I'm wondering to myself well are they getting some really sweet Military contracts, you know, some some non competitive bids. I always like to keep an eye on stuff like that.
8: I could see that for sure happening because, you know, all the patrol bases that we were at are, well, almost all of them were KBR owned, mm-hmm. um, whatever that stands for, Kellogg Brown and Root, I think. Um, uh, you know, and all the stuff on like the as in patrol- the
7: Kellogg company, like the cereal.
8: No, I don't think the serial but uh KBR I think that's the company that Dick Cheney owned.
7: Okay, yeah. Well, he did he Halliburton was the one, right? And then Yeah. KBR is let's see. Looking at it. Intelligence Systems Research Development Support.
6: Oh, they also own Lacroix too.
9: Huh.
7: Oh wow, that's
6: a big one.
9: Yeah. <laughs> Holy shit. That's yeah. a huge, huge <laughs> one.
7: Yeah. Interesting.
8: Yeah, definitely some shady shit was going on for sure as far as uh, money changing hands.
7: Yeah, I mean, all these these non-bid, uh, these uncompetitive bids are just a joke. I work in an industry where I, I'm an estimator and I bid all the time. I'm constantly competing with other people. And I've been in the position where we get a no-competition contract, uh, no contract. And, you know, do you think we don't? load it up to the gills with markup and make a bunch of money you know that's what it's for
8: right that's the whole point of
7: it it's the whole point of it and if you aren't doing that then you're you're not good at your job
8: (laughs) yeah I think that's how the defense department got the thousand dollar um fucking toilet paper rolls or something (laughs) yeah
7: yeah and uh ten million dollars on firewood yeah Uh, yeah all that all that good stuff well Nice. So uh, yeah, thanks for sharing that experience. I, I had to ask because I just heard about this thing.
6: It's a nice little synchro there. Hey,
7: yeah, you know, I can be a pro sometimes. <laughs> but we've got some kind of freakier topics that we can explore this evening. Uh, I, I know that we've got Biden is just is just going nuts all over the place, and unfortunately, I couldn't help myself. I went and found a bunch of clips of him just being weird. But then we've got other stuff, too. I don't know. Uh, whatever. Would you like to talk about some
9: uh
6: You know, I've got two short little Kamala clips that we could uh, roll straight into some <laughs> Keeper action. Mm, I Hey, to. You know, I always will enjoy laughing at the dusty old shadow of a cardboard cutout man. Man, you know that.
7: <laughs> I know that. You told me that the first day I met you. <laughs> oh, really? <laughs> So there's three things you need to know about me, and that was the third one. The other two, I'll, I'll disclose at a later date. So might not. I don't want to dox your
6: your interests. Oh my! Well, this is uh, this is Kamala uh, giving a little presser, and she's she for whatever reason she seems to be on a neighbor kick. So watch out; she might be knocking on your door.
1: <laughs> there are still a whole lot of who are not yet vaccinated. And that is certainly true here in Detroit. So we have volunteers who are going door to door to give people information about the vaccines. Let's take it to the streets. Take it to the people. That's what we're talking about doing. Knock on those doors. Hello, neighbor.
7: As if it's a grassroots thing.
1: Folks, Delta variant is no joke. Virtually every person who is in the hospital
6: Sick with COVID-19. Wait a second. She said virtually. So is she talking about only people on the internet are showing up at the hospitals with COVID?
7: <laughs> Good catch. Virtually is a, is a real nice way to back out of saying anything substantial.
6: <laughs> <laughs> I'm no.
7: virtually correct all the time. <laughs> it's like, no, I'm, no, it's
6: not true. I'm virtually stunningly handsome and uh, laugh out loud hilarious. All right, that was a, that was virtually virtually a
7: stretch. I had to I had to give you the silent treatment for that. One.
6: <laughs> that's that's the quiet way we say shut the fuck up.
1: Unvaccinated, <laughs> virtually, it's
6: a fact. Everyone laughs. laughs. Virtually, yeah, okay. virtually, it's a fact, y'all. <laughs> we choose truth over fact, and. Virtually, that's a fact. That would be kind of fun back to back. And
7: the whole room just like nervously laughed. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Some people said
9: I'm a wait. I want to wait to see how this all turns out. How everybody
1: else is doing with it, right? It's July. <laughs> <laughs>
6: It's 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 fucking July. <laughs> Gosh, she's so likable. <laughs> I'm kind of like half fake laughing and half real laughing. Hey,
7: she's having a great time at this very funny little meeting they're having about people dying. Okay, she's having a great time.
6: She is. And she's also going to be at your next Bible study.
1: I do believe that the act of getting vaccinated... <laughs> is the very essence, the very essence of what the Bible tells us oh, when it yeah. says, oh, yeah. love thy neighbor, oh, yeah. right? Because what we right. know is, right. one can ask, well, who is one's neighbor? Is it the person who lives to my left, lives to my right? I know them, may borrow a cup of sugar, right? <laughs> God, Maybe your maid will.
7: You never had to
9: borrow shit,
7: you fucking asshole. Take shots, or uh, take
6: cover, shots fired.
7: (laughs) The only money she's borrowed is every dime she's ever put into her campaign, you know? That's their whole job, (laughs) is to ask for sugar, you know what I'm saying?
6: Hey, that's not a Uh, a bad uh, way of putting it. Jesus. So yeah, that's my... (laughs) my What What an
7: awkward way of putting it. You know, there's, like, no better way she could have framed her point other than just stumbling from, you know what? The Bible, you guys. <laughs> okay? The Bible, you guys. Okay?
6: <laughs> Bible and a no cup of sugar.
8: Verse, but uh, the Bible. Yeah, I mean, your neighbor <laughs>
6: and stuff. Uh, Jesus. Jesus. I mean, there's a lot of shit in the Bible. I seem to recall this whole part. There was, like, trumpets in the air and fucking dragons coming out of the sky, and this, like, huge lake of fire erupting.
7: Yeah, and there was, like, the wheel within a wheel, and there was, uh, you know...
6: It's like one, did, the one Jesus guy wasn't
7: sec- even that cool. You know, the Paul guy was the guy that did everything. Jesus, like, he was around for, like, a couple weeks.
8: <laughs> After he disappeared in India for 15 years.
6: Uh, yeah, oh. and they came back at the ripe age of 33. <laughs> <laughs> Began his ministry. I <laughs> mean, one dude tried to like sacrifice his son, and God's like, whoa, dude, <laughs> slow your roll. Slow <laughs> well, your roll, champ.
7: I was just, I was JK, dog. It was JK. <laughs> Sorry about that.
6: Amen. I want Kamala, and I mean this sincerely, I want Kamala to come out and say it's like the Bible said. You got to sacrifice your kid um, in order to, to appease me. Um,
7: I just wanted to be like, we will lead you to the promised land. We will then, lead you out of <laughs> Egypt to the, to the hospital to get vaccinated. And then, last second, it's like
6: you're like, oh, maybe maybe she'll let me s- uh, switcheroo with this goat. And then it gets to she's like, nah, goats out, kids in.
7: Coats out, kids. Goats are in. Kids are in. Come on. All, it's all in. You break.
6: Well, uh, what's, uh, what crypt oh. Keeper clips? Oh. oh, what? Sorry? Huh? I was crip asking what, what Crip Keeper clips he got. For me? you asking me that? Yeah.
7: I, I don't, a Crip Keeper. Oh, Biden. Oh, God, that guy. God, he is a Crip Keeper. Jesus. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. You know, the one clip I'd actually love to play since we're on the topic of of vaccinations is, uh, and we're on the topic of misinformation, and we can only get good information from our government. All the information from them must be good. So here's just a little proof of that with COVID from a bat, when they were saying that there's no way that it could have come from the Wuhan coronavirus lab.
11: The best evidence suggests that the kind of bat from which this virus jumped to humans wasn't even present there. But you know the worst of all whether it came from the lab or came from the bats or came it all came from China.
3: Because we don't know where the novel coronavirus came from yet, the conspiracy theories fill the void. I'm telling you the Chicoms are trying to weaponize this thing. Here's conservative talk show host rush limbaugh with zero proof suggesting a chinese bioweapon lab is to blame
4: is this question about the wuhan lab we know that it's been debunked those same agencies now have been tapped with investigating one of Trump world's most favorite conspiracy theories. This week, Donald Trump is still pushing the debunked bunkum, despite his own intelligence community's findings that that is simply not true. And there is simply no reason to believe that 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 is the case. There is no empirical evidence to verify that.
6: Coming up with a conspiracy theory to try and foment
10: xenophobia um, with respect to um, the Chinese has just as much factual support as taking
11: Clorox. He can't just sit back and let the doctors and the scientists do their jobs. He's got to chime in. He may pick up the conspiracy
4: theory that this was some weapon. People don't keep bats in caps, it's a complete baloney.
0: We don't need to invoke conspiracy theories. This is just another example of of the
3: president trying to change the narrative from his own failings.
4: The problem for President Trump is that he's running for re-election, is looking for ways to deflect blame for uh, the performance of the administration. If you look at the evolution of the virus in bats,
3: And what's out there now is very, very strongly leaning towards this could not have been artificially or deliberately manipulated.
12: So I wanted to ask, are you still confident that it developed naturally? No,
11: actually, that's the point that I said. No, I'm not convinced uh, about that. I think that we should continue to investigate what went on in China.
6: The awkward moment when uh, the conspiracy theory ends up being the actual anti-racist truth. (laughs) (laughs) Yep. I love it.
7: Yep. I just, I I wanted to bring that up. I love it. And then especially the Fauci back-to-back. No, there's no way it had to come from a bat. Oh, there's no way it came from a bat. It had to be, you know. I've said this many times. (laughs) Never ends with these people. I mean, just for a whole year, it was like, no, you guys... And then now, I saw a headline today, it was like, they, they framed it like this. The Biden administration says that it came from the Wuhan lab, but the intelligence agencies say that it came from a bat. But how does the Biden administration have their own opinion separate from the intelligence agency? The whole time Trump was in office, we were told that whatever the intelligence agency said was supposed to be what the Trump administration said. And now they can be two different things. And Biden has his own people. There's no consistency, and that's why there's no faith in any of this. It's why people are angry, and and nobody gets
6: that. (laughs) There's just no consistency with any of this. And so much of it in just the span of a year. I mean, these, uh, all these super cuts, man, if we were to combine them all and just let them go, like it kind of yeah. speaks for itself at that point i would i i would i can just imagine from you know thinking about it in my head but uh
7: <laughs> yeah yeah it's uh it's very very strange
8: and there's still people driving around with a uh, a mask on with nobody in their car
7: yeah <laughs> that's the the strangest damnest thing of all
6: tell so you the I, one that uh, pisses me off is the uh, i shouldn't say pisses me off but I'll shake my head in public is the parents that go without a mask and they got their kids masked up.
7: Yeah. Yeah. Outside too. It's just, I don't, I don't get outside, especially if I saw just driving today, a guy walking alone outside with a mask on. (laughs) It's like, dude, come on. (laughs) You really think that that's healthier than not wearing a mask? Oh boy. Anyway. And the reason why people are thinking this way is because they're being told this way by a an administration that parades itself on being the, the coming of, of wisdom and light and truth that bring us out of the dark age of the last four years that we've had to suffer, and uh, I think uh, I think Biden yield to Gov if you have that clip, Booberry.
6: Oh, this one looks tasty.
13: It's not about just going after Russia oh. when they violate human rights. It's about who we are. How could I be the president of the United States of America and not speak out against the violation of human rights? I told him that unlike other countries, including Russia, we're uniquely a product of an idea. You've heard me say this before again and again, but I'm going to keep saying it. What's that idea? We don't derive our rights from the government. We possess them because we're born. Period. And we yield them to a government.
2: And we yield them to a government.
7: (laughs) That was my own little effect at the end. I'm sorry about that.
6: I like it. I almost wish that we were in a monarchy so we could just say, fuck the king and (laughs) get over with it.
7: (laughs) Yeah, this guy wishes he was a king.
6: Oh, my God.
7: Oh, we were born with rights, which we then give up. So yeah. Uh,
6: <laughs> Yield is freedom. Fear is truth. S- something, something, mm-hmm. something there.
8: I actually have the the three slogans from 1984 tattooed on my arm. Oh hell yeah! <laughs> oh yeah. Uh, war uh, is peace. Freedom is slavery. Ignorance is strength.
7: <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. when did you get that done?
8: Uh, when I was still in the army about oh. ten years ago.
7: Wow, that's a that's such a slick tattoo to get while you're in the in the military. <laughs>
8: no one ever got it. I've only had maybe three people ever uh correctly identify it since I've had the tattoo. Wow.
7: Have people Sorry. come out to you and been like, Is that from Harry Potter?
9: <laughs>
7: God. <laughs> well, it's
8: funny because I, I tattooed it on purposefully upside down so I could read it and not others. So oh. people are always like, Oh, what does that say? And then they read it and they're like, Oh, I don't
7: understand. Mmm. That's so crazy. I feel like everybody read that book in high school.
8: They may but have just said they read it, I guess. Or just I don't know. said
7: they read it. Yeah, I guess. It's just, it's crazy how a book that's just so ubiquitous like that, people don't get that. But then again, that speaks to what we're going through, right?
6: I still remember the summer where I found that book in uh, my friend's uh, grandmother's house. had a copy mm. of that from the 50s with, uh,
7: Animal Farm. Mm, animal Farm was I liked more than 1984 personally. Oh yeah, Animal man. Farm is much funnier. <laughs> so, yeah, it's more fun. You, know? you get all, the same message, you know. It's just more fun.
6: Did and you see did that uh, show? Well, I don't know if it was show art, but I did up the uh, G7 meeting. No. And, uh, overlaid uh, all animals are equal, but some animals are more equal than others. Oh,
7: I do recall this. This yeah, that was good. That you shall not drink to excess.
6: Well, are you talking (laughs) that or the new WHO uh, birthing people alcohol mandate?
7: Those poor birthing people, they get the the worst rap.
8: Damn, chest feeders.
9: Oh, God. You know, it's...
7: uh, the gays call them breeders.
6: <laughs> let's let's see how this sounds. Blueberry and lavish, uh, just uh, motor boating a bunch of bo- chest feeders. Uh, breeders. Oh, oh, oh. <laughs> Gee, I mean,
7: I guess was just I, I don't, you know, whatever. <laughs> oh, should, should we, since we're talking about dairy, we should talk
6: about ice cream. Ice cream, that's another synchronicity. Hog Story had their uh, question, what's your favorite flavor of ice cream?
7: Uh, Must be in the air. The ice cream's in the air. You know who else gets to have great ice cream? Are those uh, softball-throwing press pool, presidential press pool people.
6: Oh.
13: (laughs) Can you imagine how much fun the press pool is having when they're traveling with POTUS? They know there will be ice cream. You know, that have to cover me wherever I travel. So at least I can do is make sure they get some ice cream when I get
6: it. <laughs> oh, wait, I want to do that one again. Is that okay? Oh, yeah.
7: To ask the you- tough questions here,
6: by the way.
13: Imagine how much fun the press pool is having when they're traveling with POTUS. They know there will be ice cream. You know they have to cover me wherever I travel, so at least I can do is make sure they get some ice cream when I get
6: it. It Makes me wonder what else is on his rider now. Depends.
7: Uh huh. Uh. Gold bond.
6: Metamucil. <laughs> it's
9: okay, uh, well.
7: Ten people to carry him.
6: Yeah, don't you mean the entire media establishment? Ayo. Oh
7: God! Yeah, that's right. Ayo. <laughs> CNN's back must be getting pretty tired <laughs> carrying all that weight. Oh my goodness! Uh, uh, I got another. I got a little more uh, Biden action. Did you play Biden? Be alarmed!
13: He's just such a threat. Literally, I've said it before. We're facing the most significant test of our democracy, since the Civil War. That's not hyperbole. Since the Civil War. The Confederates, back then, never breached the Capitol, as insurrectionists did on January the 6th. I'm not saying this to alarm you. (laughs) I'm saying this because you should be alarmed.
5: I'm saying this because you should be alarmed.
6: See, I knew you would deliver on the crypt keeper tonight. Oh man, I uh, yeah. I
7: mean, if I'm if I'm riding it down, riding with Biden down, let me know. But I've got a couple, so I just love this guy. This is like all within the last, I don't know, three weeks. Like all of these gaffes that you're hearing, all this weird stuff. It's just a never-ending parade of of this very strange, just very strange stuff. And you have to, like, just, you have to acknowledge it. It's so crazy. And I hope that we think, we don't forget this, you know, once he's not president anymore, just how bizarre this man was. <sighs> I, got, I got a confusing rant. Biden Road's confusing rant, one.
13: One in five miles of highway and roads in America are in poor condition. One in five miles. Some states it's worse where the weather is tougher. 50 years, 50% of our bridges are over 50 years old. You know, there's 400,000. Well, I won't get into the numbers. I get a little
6: carried away. Yeah, don't touch the numbers, bro. <laughs> Power
13: outages cost the U.S. economy up this. Now, this is, you know, we know this, but until you add it up, it doesn't seem to be that big a deal. It cost the economy, Congressman, $70 billion annually. You hear me? The entire system in the state collapsed. The entire system. This deal will modernize the power grid. this guy talking about more energy efficient and resilient to, and resistant to extreme weather? Anybody ever believe you turn on the news and say it was 116 degrees in Portland, Oregon? 116 degrees. Jesus.
7: <laughs> oh, <fuck>. <laughs> <laughs>
6: I love his his audio is so bad. That was like an emoji in my ear. <laughs> <laughs>
7: oh. oh my god!
6: I want to go on the record and not necessarily fact check Fletcher, uh, but maybe provide a little more insight because uh, this was a point of uh, conversation that uh, that that had been brought up when you were on Hog Story last week. Um, as far as me feeling bad for, uh, Joe Biden, you know, he came from a place of like, honey, bless your heart, but you got to sit down like that. That's where, cause it's just pathetic. You know, at this point it's fucking pathetic. Mm-hmm. Not to be a, <laughs> it was a little bit of a downer, but
7: no, I, I mean, not to, I, One of these days we are going to do an episode on Joe Biden about all the awful shit he's done. We're going to talk about the 94 Crime Bill. We'll talk about the Patriot Act. We'll talk about the militarization of our police. We'll talk about all kinds of stuff. I mean, he was at the center of all kinds of the worst aspects of the neocon, neoliberal, like Clinton takeover and and, uh, conservativization of the Democratic Party. The complete destruction of the working class as we know it in the last 20 years. We're going to go into that one of these days. It won't be this one, but we'll go into it. And and I'll I'll tell you, I'll show you guys just how much of a fucking piece of shit this guy is and was. And will always be uh, for the rest of time. And uh, there's no reason to, I mean, we don't have to sit here and wish anything. I don't wish any harm on the man. You know, I hope they put him in prison one day. But other than that, I don't wish any harm on the man. I don't wish any ill will on him or his family or anything, you know. But the guy is a piece of shit, and I will absolutely make fun of him all day long.
6: Yeah, it, I'm just, I'm I'm looking at it from the angle, and I've, I've stepped back from this uh, in a lot of ways, but, like, just looking at the flesh bag on stage that is joe biden like someone should have just fucking sat him down and been like nah champ (laughs) you're out like we (laughs) we gotta figure out something else but no they pushed it and they pushed it and they have supported him in every imaginable fashion and it's pathetic I said it three times I'm, I'm done, I'm good <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
7: yeah it just goes to show apparently how I guess easy it is to just to, the, the, the 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 wheels are greased and they're moving and if you're a company man, that's how you make it. you know it has nothing to do with merit or being good. it has everything to do with just playing your role in this giant machine. These schemes, man, these schemes. Anyway, Derek, I hope we're not uh, hope we're not boring you with this.
8: No, no, I, I I can only imagine the amount of rituals and backroom, God knows what that caused. All the people who don't have dementia, dementia to be uh, drop out, and then uh, let's pick the dementia one and uh, mm-hmm. push him to the forefront. You know, it's like he had to have had so many backroom deals for. Fifty years, that that's just how it turned out. Like, and I'm glad I don't know what really went on with all that because uh, it's probably some pretty dark uh,
7: stuff. Yeah, you're right. I mean, it's not. Yeah, it's better not to know. Maybe, <laughs> <laughs> but he, he,
9: yeah.
7: Anyway, he's he's a silly old man now, and uh, I guess. Until T- he gets pissed. You ever see him get pissed?
9: Yeah,
6: pissed. Old Biden is. Uh, <laughs> it's, it's like ooh, he snapped. <laughs> but that that <laughs> <laughs> Rachel, <laughs> this kitten's got claws. <laughs> it's
7: like an old wounded cougar, <laughs> you know, or, or uh, an African dog, you know, that's been on the prairie a little too long. Just just gotta lay lay down and rest a bit.
6: A leathery or a leather leathery. Coyote. Leathery Coyote. <laughs> yeah.
7: That's a band name.
6: <laughs> I'm going to put that on a separate sticky note.
7: Uh, yeah, the, you're right about the rituals. I I brought up David Cameron uh, uh, fucking a pig's head a couple shows back at some point. You know, that's how you get the job, you guys. It's called a fraternity. You remember that movie, uh, let's see, Animal House? You know, and they they had the the party fraternity where everybody's going crazy but then you had the really nice uh, you know elite posh boy fraternity where if you wanted to go get the nice job you had to get into that fraternity and the way that you got into that fraternity the way Kevin Bacon got into that fraternity is they spanked the shit out of him and they made him do all kinds of weird stuff naked
6: you know <laughs> do you want to hear the the flashback
7: yeah flashback one day you're fucking a pig head at college, and the next you're the prime minister of England. Oh my God, that's me. <laughs> <laughs> that's correct. That's a that's a true story. Me, I'm not used to that. <laughs> Would you that's
8: just a hell of an ISO?
6: <laughs> yeah, that was uh, that was one of the ones that was sent in to us. Uh, I got uh, there's two more floating around. I got to get <laughs> oh, relabeled wow. in this uh, new new setup.
7: That's one of them. I had no idea that, that was that's, that's awesome. That's super awesome. Um I got I got another little Biden spiel if you guys want to hear it, if you're down. I got Biden who counts one.
6: Biden who counts number one.
13: Never before have they decided who gets to count. Count. What votes count?
3: Uh uh uh. Okay, so <laughs>
7: I made that short just so that we could really analyze just the small amount of words that he said, how ridiculous it was. He said, never before have we ever, wait, can you play one more time? It's only about 10 seconds or
13: so. Never before have they decided who gets to count.
7: Never before have they ever decided who gets to count.
6: Are you ready for the next word? Yes. Count. Count. Yes. What votes count? Exactly. What votes do count, Joe Biden?
7: <laughs> Never before in the history of the American government have they ever questioned who gets to count the votes, is what he just said. <laughs> okay. I just want, That's just the first thing he said. Okay. Who counts two? This is the next thing he says in the sentence.
13: Some, some state legislators want to make it harder for you to vote. And if you vote... They want to be able to tell you your vote doesn't count for any reason they make up. They want the ability to reject the final count and ignore the will of the people if their preferred candidate loses.
6: I know that he said preferred, but did he say perverted? He said perverted. Can we? We should fact check that.
13: If their preferred candidate loses,
6: if
7: their perverted candidate loses.
13: If their preferred candidate. <laughs>
9: <laughs> <Okay. laughs> <laughs> all righty
6: then
7: <laughs> yeah very yeah. cool yep yep okay so so they want to stop you from being able to vote they want to make it harder for you to vote just in case their perverted candidate loses uh biden who counts three
13: they're trying not only targeting people of color <laughs> they're targeting voters of all races and backgrounds it's with a simple target. Who did not vote for them? That's the target.
7: Did you catch that? It's with a simple target. <laughs> oh, hold on. <laughs>
13: They're targeting voters of all races and backgrounds. It's with a simple target. Who did not vote for them? That's the target.
9: And
7: then he recovers. So what he does is he he says that... Blacks and colored people are a simple target. And then he he backtracks, and he's like, because they didn't vote for them. That's the target. And then he clarifies that. That's just... (laughs) Oh, boy.
6: (laughs) I'm going to have to circle back on that one and and really take more time than is necessary on the show to really wrap my head around that. Just, Just play one more time. They're trying.
13: I don't like targeting people of color.
6: Okay, they're targeting co- people they're targeting of color. They're targeting voters
13: of all races and
6: backgrounds. All races. They're targeting a so the
13: simple target. Who did not vote for them. That's the target.
7: So he's like, "Ooh, when he says target, he he he, said, he half says it because he
6: realizes he's saying something really shitty." <laughs> That's a little truth <laughs> wanting to come out.
7: Yeah. Hey, this is Mr. Roaches we're talking about here, okay? So let's keep that in mind. All right, Biden, who counts four?
13: It's unconscionable. I mean, really, it's hard to... It's hard to declare just how critical this is. It's simply unconscionable. We've got to shore up our election system and address the threats to election subversion, not just from abroad, which I spent time with Putin talking about,
6: but from home, from home. He says a he says a broad like a broad, a broad <laughs> like, a, like a like a physical broad, which you're like not allowed to say anymore. Yeah, like a yeah. like a dame, like a dame. Yeah,
7: <laughs> yeah. And and this whole point being like, oh, we have to uh, not change anything about the voting. Don't audit the voting. Don't look at the voting. They're going to make things t- tougher for you. <laughs> Don't look at the voting. Uh. <laughs> What are they What are they giving their energy to? They're giving their energy to telling people, hey, don't worry about the voting. It's all under control.
6: Don't worry about the voting. All of the information that you're going to find on Facebook is going to kill you or your grandmother. And Trump is a racist, I guess. I don't know.
7: It's all Trump's fault. And, all right. I got one more Biden. Okay. One more. It's short. Biden price increase.
13: Before I took office, there was a lot of folks out there, a lot of folks out there making some pretty bold predictions about how things would turn out. You might remember some of the predictions uh, that if, the, if I became president, we'd, quote, see a depression, the likes of which we've never seen, end of quote. We're making serious progress to ensure that it works the way it's supposed to work for the good of the American people. So for all those predictions of doom and gloom six months in, here's where we stand. We've seen some price increases. Some <laughs> folks have raised worries that this could be a sign of persistent inflation. But that's not our view. Our experts believe, and the data shows, that most of the price increases we've seen are, were expected and are expected to be temporary. And they account for about 60% of the price increases we've seen over the last few months. <laughs> so, if your primary concern right now is inflation, you should be even more enthusiastic about this plan.
9: <laughs>
6: Get excited, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> yeah. Uh,
7: sorry, Servo. Servo, Biden speaks and he zones out. Uh, I know, man. It's This guy is just a real piece of work. Uh yeah. I can
8: never understand what the fuck he's talking about. It's like, I have to really pay attention hard to understand what the fuck he's trying to
7: say. Yeah, because he never says anything.
6: <laughs> um, I just realized that I said something kind of sexist, and uh, I retract my statement and instead would like to say, get excited, comrades.
7: Ah, <laughs> uh, excellent. That's that's how we avoid trouble. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
8: solidarity comrades hell oh, yeah solidarity.
7: that's right <laughs> we help each other
6: do uh I got uh I got one more here I think I don't know if we touched it thank you
7: oh well that's right so this is uh when Biden doesn't feel like talking these, these press guys they wait outside all you know all day And they get up early so that they can come in and and they greet Biden and they have a little press conference whenever a big guest comes in. So that's what happened with Merkel, Angela Merkel, the the prime minister of um, Germany came in and they did this. They, They do this for every guest. The press people come in and Biden like smiles at them with this very creepy smile. And these two ladies who are always there as handlers, they're always there. They, they just shoo everyone out. Nobody gets to ask a single question. And the way they do it is is just really, like, ear-piercing and, and very, it's very them. Uh, it's just, they say, thank you, thank you, and they just do that until people leave. And if people don't leave and they start treating them like kindergartners, it's, it's great. Biden, thank you. <laughs> Oh, the best part the best part was at the very end did you hear it it's the the reporter going well that was a waste of time
9: <laughs>
7: I will
6: back it up here a second thank
3: you
10: thank you guys. Thanks.
6: thanks thank you
10: thanks. thank you
1: thank you thank you we are so glad you came that was nice.
7: <laughs> I missed it. Still, that was a waste of time. It's at the very she said it at the very very last second.
9: <laughs> oh no! <laughs> 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 uh.
6: I was trying to do some uh, sly uh, audio okay. mixing on the side.
10: Bye 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 bye
12: bye bye now. Bye bye bye. Remember, please discard all candy wrappers and popcorn containers in the nearest trash receptacle. Thank you. Okay, bye-bye now.
9: Bye-bye. bye bye now. Bye bye. Bye.
12: You're gonna play <laughs> the whole thing?
9: In my clip? <laughs> <laughs>
7: you son of a bitch!
9: <laughs> 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 it's
6: my last clip. My this last is live clip. theater, baby.
7: Oh yeah, I love it. <laughs> I love it. But,
6: okay, tell me, tell me that they're not the same thing, though. <laughs>
7: No, well, it's worse. It's even sad. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Thank you, come again. (laughs) How weird is that, you know?
9: Shoot
6: (sighs) them all out, man. Don't want them asking questions now. Just the way that they do it. It,
7: It's such a great uh, summary of of the whole attitude of this administration, which is, uh uh-huh, okay, great, whatever, bye. We don't care, we don't care about you, we're going to act nice, and we're going to pretend to be nice, but we're just being nice in some weird corporate officey
6: way, you know. <laughs>
7: <sighs>
6: well, I, uh, if we want to continue on the trend of uh, talking about journalists, there is a Brian Seltzerwater clip that I found that's uh, not too terribly recent. And I this one's a little doctored i didn't do it i found it on the interwebs again Linked in the show notes uh but this was michael wolf shitting all over brian Seltzerwater.
4: i think the media has done a terrible job on this i think you yourself um you know while you're a nice guy you know you're full of sanctimony um you know you become part of one of the parts of the problem of the media you know you come on here and you and you have a um um, uh, you know a monopoly on truth you know you know exactly how things are supposed to be done um, you know you are why one of the reasons people can't stand the media I'm sorry <laughs> you're cracking me up it's your fault I, It's, uh, it's how, so what should I do differently Michael uh, can you like shut up <laughs> hey, <what? laughs> uh, y- you know d- don't talk so much listen more
9: damn
4: you know people have genuine problems with 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 the media the media doesn't get the story right the media exists in its own bubble um, that's true you know, yeah, i agree you, yeah. you yeah. uh um, you know you gotta stop i mean that last segment that 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 i just had to listen to of all of the people saying <laughs> the same old stuff also you're incredibly repetitive it's week after week. I mean, you're the flip side of of, of, of Donald Trump. Um, you know, fake news, and you say virtuous news. You know, there no, there's a No, we just figure problem. out what is Here. real. I mean, hey, there's a bullshit. <laughs> well, well, figuring out yeah, figuring out what is real is not so is not so uh, is not so easy. And and right. you know, most people don't want to turn to Brian Stelter to tell us what's real. I'm sorry. You know, most people don't want to talk, turn to Brian Stelter to tell us what's real. I'm sorry.
6: <laughs> and then the producer had to come in on set.
4: Rise from your grave.
6: Rise from your grave. <laughs> <laughs> Cuz you know, Stelter got buried. <laughs> <And> That's <laughs> and right. Wolf is just shoveling it on, shoveling I would highly recommend that y'all sh- circle back and watch the facial Expressions <laughs> mm-hmm. of, of poor Brian. I think that they're so good that I'm going to actually make some show art out of them. I think.
7: Ah, uh, that's yeah. the only way. We must make put it on the internet and immortalize it forever.
8: <laughs> Surprised he was allowed to get in there and uh, talk so much shit for that along without getting pulled or anything.
7: Yeah, usually they, oh gosh, we just lost the satellite feed. Oh no, that sucks. <laughs>
6: Oh, dude, uh, seat Sir Sir Seatsuitor had an episode where they were talking about, uh, uh, oh, my God, Ron Paul getting shitted out of the uh, 2008 election, and they had all these clips of Ron Paul's satellite feed getting cut in the middle of a broadcast. Oh, yeah. Shit happens, man. Shit happens. This makes me no, wonder gee. if uh, Brian didn't do something necessarily correct, so they had to let someone on to spank him, in a sense. I guess.
7: Well, he was trying to mock him. He definitely was going for the mocking angle, which is what they love to do. Oh, really? Oh, yeah. We're just trying to be real here. Okay.
6: We're real journalism. Just doing it right. (laughs) Just trying to read what to put on the teleprompter. Yeah,
7: just doing my job. That's what he should have done. I'm just, I'm just doing my job, man. I'm just a cop, okay. I'm on the beat, bud. I didn't ask for this. I didn't ask for this. This was given to me, man.
6: <laughs> I got three daughters, man. <laughs> Only on behind the scenes will we turn Brian's seltzer water into a total dip chewing badass.
9: <laughs> <laughs>
7: he says that and then takes a sip of his seltzer water. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
8: With a splash of whiskey.
7: Ah, that's it. I'll have a whiskey and soda. Hold the soda.
6: (laughs) (laughs) Nice. (laughs) Uh, I think that does it for my clips for the uh, first, second half of the show.
7: I think uh, I've got a few more clips to to share, but I, I wonder if this is probably a good time to take our intermission.
6: Well... Um,
7: but if it isn't, we can
6: press on, you know, I was, I almost clipped what you brought and it's just so funny. And I think it ties in with that whole, uh, Joe Biden said roach theme that we've been uh, championing on this show. Uh, uh-huh. I think we should hit it now and then, uh, we'll do some, voicem-
9: we'll, we'll we what, gotta do some uh,
6: voicemails
7: too. Hmm. Surely, surely. What, what, uh, just to remind me, what is this? the The bit shoot clip? This is, is the
6: this, uh, quote unquote ask me or uh, man on the street.
7: Oh, the man on the street, the the Berk- Berkeley helping. Yeah. clips? Oh, have, did you listen to him?
6: Uh, if it's the ones that I think it is, I heard it somewhere else.
7: Okay. I so just a little preface. Oh, actually, no. I think everything's in there. You can just hit them.
12: I'm Ami Horowitz and I'm here in Berkeley, California to find out if voter ID laws suppress the black vote.
7: Yeah, this is what I heard. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so this is Berkeley, this is the people in Berkeley, man.
12: Do you have an opinion on voter ID laws? Uh, yeah, they're usually pretty racist and <laughs> they're bad. Why is it I think funny? voter ID laws are a way to perpetuate racism. Would you, say they're, would you go as far as to say they're, they're, those laws are racist? For sure. Do you think it suppresses the African-American vote? Definitely.
0: Uh, Because they're less likely to have state IDs. Minority voters are less likely to have
11: the
8: kinds of IDs that have been um, described or required.
6: These type of people don't live in Areas with easy access to DMVs or other places where they can get identification. You can always get
12: IDs. Um, you can do over the internet. Does that also make it difficult for for Black people in particular?
10: Yeah, you have to have access to the internet. You have to be able to pay an internet
12: service provider for certain fees. Do you think that's harder for Black people to go online? Well, IDs? I feel like they don't have the knowledge of how of like how it
9: works.
12: <laughs> a lot of people have smartphones, but you might not have data. For most of the communities, they don't really know what is out there just because they're not aware or like they're not informed. I also think there's a repression of like black voting with um how they how if you're a convicted felon like you're not allowed to vote and everything and when you look at swing states like Florida that's a huge population of the of the like African Americans.
6: Breaking news <laughs> <sighs> Yeah.
7: Oops, so this is what uh, <laughs> this is when Mofax talks about uh, liberal racism. This is I, I've become very accustomed to seeing this where I where I'm from. It's White people who who think that they mean well, and they think that they're like trying to be progressive and they're trying to and they're just they're just so out of touch. They're just so out of touch with reality.
8: It's how uh, Minnesota is.
7: <laughs> oh oh, oh yeah. Too, yeah. Well, every place in a different way, I'd imagine, right? Or in that
6: same way.
8: Um, maybe a little nicer, I guess. Nicer meaning, but more passive-aggressive? I don't know.
6: Well, I will say that I originate from down south, and I never heard of the term sundown towns until I moved to Minnesota. (laughs) Which I'm starting to wonder if that wasn't what happened to Minneapolis. But uh, I haven't been down there in almost a year, so I couldn't tell you.
7: Mm. Yeah. Yeah. there's uh, I think there's the second one that does the, the retort.
6: I don't think I've heard this one yet.
12: Now I'm here in East Harlem to ask black people their thoughts on what you just heard. Do you have ID <laughs> normally? you carry ID on? Yes, I have state ID. Do you carry ID? Yes, I do. Do you know anybody, any black person who doesn't carry ID? No. Everyone that I know has an ID. Why would they think we don't have ID? <laughs> That's a lie. Why would they say that? Do you have ID? Yes
11: because I have my ID, and my friends have their ID, so like, we know what we need to carry around. Yeah, everybody that I know have ID. Like That's one of the things you need to walk around with New York with,
12: an uh, ID. Do you know any black adult who does not have ID? No, I don't. Is it a weird thing to even say that? Yes, it
7: is. What is this, some, some type of uh, trick candy cameras?
12: I know, right,
4: right? That's the only thing I brought with me. Those are legit, yeah. those are
12: legit IDs. I heard a lot also that uh, black people can't figure out how to get to the DMV.
9: Really? <laughs> is, that, is that, what does that say to you? I know it's at, 125th Street. Do
12: you know where the ID, the, the DMV is right you? It's on 125th Street and yep. 3rd Avenue, I believe. You know how to get there? Yeah. Did you have a problem getting there if you had to get there? No. It's, I know you sound like silly questions. You know how to get the DMV? Of course. You know where it is? Yeah. You can get there? Uh-huh. No problem. No problem. Just checking. Okay. And I also heard a lot that black people, especially poor black people, have no access to the internet, can't figure out how to use the internet.
9: <laughs>
10: That's that's a that's just stupidity. Honestly, everybody has access to the internet. Even a little kid can figure out how to work the internet. I
5: had access to the internet for
12: years. You know how to use it properly. Exactly. Hey, right? I do it at work, so of course I know how to use it. Smart. My kids know how to use it. They all have iPads, iPods, whatever. Your phone has data. Mhm. You can actually unlimited. It with, unlimited data. Mhm. I use my phone as a hotspot. What does that say to you for the people who have this perception of you?
9: Um.
7: Uh, they're pretty much ignorant huh? <laughs> <laughs>
6: yeah, yeah. Theme of twenty twenty one, they're pretty much ignorant.
7: They're just pretty much ignorant.
6: Pretty much ignorant, man. You know,
7: very casual.
6: Yeah. It's, it could be our version of Stay Safe.
7: <laughs> <laughs> I uh Oh, are you familiar with that whole that deal, Derek, with, with the stay safe?
8: With uh, John C. DeVore? Yeah,
7: yeah.
8: Uh, shut the fuck up or whatever? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
7: <laughs> uh, but then also now it's got the Hail Hitler kind of Oh, time.
6: yeah, Sigal, yeah. The yeah. Sigal, yeah. Well, Adam, Adam's put the kibosh on it. Stay safe, don't say it.
7: Or as Jason, says, the kibosh.
6: Oh, the kibosh, yeah. 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 <laughs>
7: Yes, I will put the kibosh on that.
8: I like how the Seagile got into the show the other day and uh, because they spelled it, spelled it wrong.
7: <laughs> yeah, then they spelled it wrong. Uh, <laughs> it's perfect. And they're just like, don't write that shit.
6: Yeah, it's some pretty fucking eye roll content on the producer's end.
7: <laughs> yeah, well, you know, that's what you get. You get people sending in what they want to say. Speaking of which, uh, if you have something that you want to say and you want it played in the air, you can call our voicemail line at 612 263 7999 99999. 612 263 7999. And uh, you can uh, tell us
6: just how how weird stuff is. Let's see what this, uh, this first caller was doing. Oh. Ooh. I think we spooked them. <laughs>
7: Oh, my. A reverse spookage.
6: (laughs) 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 Oh, man. Let's, uh, we got another shorter one. Let's do this one, too.
9: Well,
6: oh, my God. War? You heard it here first, folks. Breaking That's news: right. World War been Two. At
7: war for a thousand years,
6: <laughs> and oh, we should probably save one for second, second half of the show. I'd imagine, right?
7: Surely, surely. But to, to address that screamer, yes, World War Two is still happening. World War Three is not going to happen
6: because World War Two is still happening. They can just keep it going. little Energizer bunny.
7: Yeah.
8: Well, I guess it was the last war that they actually declared a war through Congress, so I guess they have to keep that one going.
6: Oh, <laughs> shit. <laughs> <laughs> Don't
7: want to spoil anything. All those other ones, they didn't count. Take backsies. Yeah.
6: Well, I mean, I, you know, real quick, before, um, before we do go to break, I am curious, Derek... Do you have any immediate thoughts or feelings about the abrupt departure from um, Afghanistan that we saw over these past couple of weeks?
8: Uh, it's just bullshit. I mean, they'll uh, say whatever, but there's still going to be thousands of contractors there doing the same shit. And there'll still be as many troops as they need to secure um, the airport. Uh, I'm blanking on the name of the Afghanistan airport, Bagram, Bagram air base. So mm-hmm. yeah, they can, uh, withdraw whoever D- what difference does it make. I mean, there's still going to be probably 5,000 troops there for eternity. Just the same as Iraq. I mean, how many troops do they need to secure, uh, Baghdad international airport and all the other gigantic billion dollar embassies they've got there. I mean, yeah, we left, but I mean, there's the CIA, SF and all these other, um, Organizations are still going to be doing the same missions that they're just not going to be on the news, which are not on the news anyway. So,
6: so maybe another way to paraphrase it is they virtually left. Virtually left, mm-hmm. yeah. Technically, they're, they're virtually, virtually all gone, <laughs> yeah.
7: But you're saying it only really takes about 5k men to, to just anywhere station there, and that's it's basically a, as much of an occupation as we ever have done.
8: Yeah, it's the same like in Germany. Japan, uh, every other place on Earth that we've ever been. You know, we never leave there, and we just keep the troops there uh, for whatever purpose. Money, I guess. Uh.
7: Yeah, (laughs) and just total dominance.
8: Yeah. They actually closed the base that I was stationed at in Germany, finally, but I think it's still a um, German place for training.
7: Hmm. My mother was born on a German army base. I forget what it's called, but it's funny you bring that up.
8: <laughs> that sucks to be born on the German army base Fuck. You couldn't go to a regular
7: hospital? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Damn. They, they, they must have had a real good one there, I guess. <laughs> she made it. That's uh, good. <laughs> and Yeah, she's an American now. <laughs> I mean, she lived there until she was, what,
6: four or something and then
7: came back. But, Yeah.
6: Well, we get, uh, we get quite a, uh, a fun intermission lined up for tonight. This one actually comes from the episode with "Cretched," so uh, we, it's almost like a time capsule of how I was feeling from two weeks ago.
7: Yeah, <laughs> uh, preserved in amber.
6: Yeah, what was the first song that was loaded up in this bad boy? Uh, it's about 12 minutes long, so step away. This is a good time to get your screen mails in, like we've already dropped that number. Um, oh I don't know where the song went. well, I hope you all enjoyed anyways. It was uh something something I don't want to fuck it up
4: All right, this next song is the saddest song ever written. It's about loving someone who can't love you back. it's called necrophilia. <laughs>
3: Prey on the weak One man must face the ultimate challenge Master, how did they defeat me? They used an ancient technique That strikes at the very core
4: Of a warrior's strength With this attack There is no defense Master, will you teach me? You are not yet ready, my son. I'm ready, master. No, you are not. You have much to learn.
13: You, my young pupil,
3: shall become a
5: cockpuncher. From Global Tetrahedron Pictures, Steven Seagal is a cockpuncher.
3: you have the pause from global tetrahedron pictures that looks awesome what is your name charlie sheen why are you so quiet because that's how i roll i have one speed i have one gear go slow down with your talking shut up shut up stop move forward what now what
13: start over call my name like you just got here
3: well did you borrow my brain for five seconds and just be like dude can't handle it unplug this bastard yeah it's your reflection of the mirror scares you wow what does that mean point is you now have the ability to be happy no why because i'm not going to period the end (laughs) you know give me something to work with i'm by winning i win here and i win there (laughs) okay winning that dog that dog is barking that is not my dog what's that got to do with me not you who can't is the cancer of happen time out i'm I'm too smart take all those words you create a question and throw them out of your dictionary of daily life i'm tired of pretending like i'm not bitching a total freaking rock star from mars what i'm harnessing now is um is 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 absolute you know focus
0: and as for my american friend the
2: cia thinks it can infiltrate the mountain with Dr. Cron? You can't scare me, you slant-eyed yellow bastard.
3: Take him to Detroit. No! No, not Detroit!
1: No! No, please! Anything with that! No! 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 This way, gentlemen, no! No, I'll show you to your room. My Can
11: I see her I Can I walk at all Earth. if I move, oh, Will oh, 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 I fall If
4: I fly or dead, or dead. I watch
11: within my head They just pass me there Why should they even
4: care? Nobody wants me. I just stare at the world.
13: Planning my vengeance that I will soon unfurl. Donald, this is President. Donald Trump's presidency, guess what? You know, it makes sense to, you know, I'll put it another way. It makes no sense. Hey, me, Software. talk, man, fill my victims for their dread. Run, man. as fast as they can. Fire, why we live again. Joe Biden and I forgot this message
10: if you pulse a laser on and off on the microphone of your phone for some reason it makes a sound so I'm gonna try to see if I can use a laser shining on a mirror that vibrates at the same frequency as my voice to see if I can transmit my voice through light into the microphone of my iPhone that's the microphone input there so that's where I'm gonna be shining the laser you look through these glasses So you can see the light pulsating on the phone microphone there. Now let's try it out with this video clip. Okay, this is a video. Can you hear what I'm saying right now? The sound is being transmitted through light. So there's a lot of clipping happening and it's not picking up all of the frequencies very well, but you can pick up that there are actually voices here.
5: What? You gonna wash your hands? No, cause I'm evil.
1: And
6: love
2: it, love it, love it,
6: love it, So how about that Russian programming? I love it. It's so good for me. I thought it was a pretty good tune too, man. I thought it was pretty, 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 pretty good.
7: Very legal.
6: And,
7: and very cool.
6: Very cool. Oh, and, uh, shit. Very legal. I forgot to... Uh, my bad, <laughs> sorry, Derek. I, I forgot oh how technology God. works. <laughs> oh yeah, I'm sorry. Cool. Denied. <laughs> yeah, I muted all the channels, and I forgot to bring Derek back too. My apologies. <laughs> yeah. I
8: do exist somewhat.
6: <laughs>
7: yeah. Yes. Well, it's now second half of show. Correct. Second, second half of show.
6: This is the second, second half of behind the schemes, and we're well, back.
7: I'm taking my my ritual here. Oh my! For all the kids, <laughs> we are now entering the second, second half of show. This is where we start talking about uh,
6: <coughs> stuff. Uh, not a kid's show.
7: (coughs) Sorry, Lila. But again,
6: not for kids.
7: (laughs) All right. Got the the wibbles out. So we are here with Mr. Derek from the uh, Double Dimensions podcast.
6: Double Thought Dimensions.
7: Double Thought Dimensions podcast, forgive me. (laughs) And, uh, he hosts it with his wife, Tony. And, uh... What uh, what days do you guys usually? You guys do Mondays, Miracle Mondays, correct?
8: Uh, usually try to get one out on Monday for sure. That that's usually my wife. Uh, she does a segment purely on miracles, and all the other episodes are kind of um, whenever we can. Um,
6: yeah, I, I shared the one um, uh, with a with another uh, host on the stream. Uh, Dame Delorean from Bowl After Bowl, but it was the Miracle Monday about the uh, the two twins, and one ended up being a stillborn, and just uh, how the mother's touch, that skin to skin contact, was able to create a miracle, and it would you say it, like resuscitated the baby, or it?
8: Yeah, yeah, they had all but given up. Well, the doctors had given up already, and the the parents t- just said, "Fuck that," and uh, held the baby just the mom skin to skin and baby basically came back to life.
6: And it was over a pro pro amount of time. It was, it was at least four hours, if not more.
8: Yeah. It was ridiculous, you know, way past the point of like, Oh, you know, uh, yeah. It, way it lost could be a fluke.
6: Yeah. It was but? gnarly. Like, uh, starting out, you know, it's, it's only feels like it can go one way, but by the end of it, I, I was a little, uh, I was a little stunned, almost, and um, it's cool. It, it there's there's definitely a lot of comedy shows, um, but most of it primarily focuses on politics or technocracy or schemes. Um, but hearing something something like a miracle, I feel like, is not all that common, and uh, it's cool. I'm, I'm excited to see where else y'all take it. Um, yeah, we.
8: We came up with that idea because, uh, I don't know if you listened to the episode, but my my wife um, was diagnosed with cancer last year, and she kind of had a miracle happen, um, but the way that it happened was um, really weird. It involved our neighbor and uh, dreams and all kinds of weird shit, <laughs> so that's why we decided to, to do... Uh, this The segment of uh, Miracle Mondays because, um, you know, there's so much negative shit out there in the world that it would be nice to have some positive shit every now and again.
6: No doubt. Absolutely. Uh, I think the other one that I had checked out was the un- or, uh, Incorruptible corpses.
8: Oh, yeah, that's a weird one.
6: Yeah. <laughs>
8: I never heard of that till my wife found that. I, I never heard of that before.
6: It's the idea that... Uh Some saints uh, were so holy that their corpses wouldn't break down and decay, Um, so they're preserved in really bizarre ways. Uh, There was some lady from the late 1800s, I think, that uh, they ended up casting her in wax or something, right, to protect the body.
8: Yeah, and and some actually, at least they say that they didn't do anything and that the the corpses just stayed looking that way. With nothing having done been done to him,
6: well, and I, I should have prefaced that with um, they had they had interned her, or had dug her up three separate times. I think it was the last time that they ended up casting her, just because she showed no evidence of decaying. In the you know, he, they have the pictures linked. It's a <laughs> it's a bizarre episode.
8: Yeah, uh, it's weird.
6: <laughs> it's it's one of the more. Um, not talked about conspiracy, and it's not even a conspiracy, it's just it's something that th- falls into that metaphysical uh, category, I guess, that double helixes with politics and technocracy and all that other dumb shit.
8: Yeah, it's definitely a weird one, and kind of involves like the Vatican, too, is involved with all with uh is declaring what can become um. You know, kind of like how how people become saints. um, Somehow they're involved in declaring that also. Which that could lead to other conspiracies too. Like, who knows?
7: Just another thing the Vatican has their
8: fingers in. Basically.
6: (laughs) Yes, indeed. Uh, Now, one thing that I'm fairly certain that the, you know... Now that I just said it, I don't think that's actually the case. Um, do you want to do you want to go through the Bourdain stuff here? Uh,
7: there's one thing I wanted to bring up before that, and that was this uh, dimensions business because you guys you're do the Double Thought Dimension podcast. Oh, yes, and i I have this um, this it's just a, just a small little bit uh, clip from Joseph Campbell. Uh, if you're familiar with Joseph Campbell. He's the guy who developed uh, the sort of modern idea of the hero's journey, and he wrote a really great book called uh, Hero with a Thousand Faces that basically tries to boil down every single story from antiquity into one format and one structure. And his work was um, used by George Lucas when he made the original Star Wars trilogy, and he further commercialized the sort of process of a very... Basic rudimentary story that is that is the great story that you see again and again, and in, in the stories about Jesus and Buddha and uh, Gilgamesh and you know any great hero you can think of.
6: Harry Potter, Frodo,
7: Harry Potter, <laughs> Lord of the Rings, Star Wars, Star Wars, and Lord of the Rings. Even though uh, Tolkien, Tolkien's work preceded Joseph Campbell, it was before Joseph Campbell. The, the plot lines for uh, Lord of the Rings and Star Wars are very similar, eerily similar. Uh, we we'd probably have to do an episode on it. I don't want to get too into it, but it's. I love know, Lord f- of the
8: Rings, so I definitely. Uh, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> All you know, that.
7: farmer boy, uh, unassuming life. Uh, you know, an old wizard comes and gives him a, a sword that glows blue, and you know, it just goes on and on and on. Gets very in depth, but anyway, this guy here, Joseph Campbell, he's he, he's passed now, but I think this is maybe in the mid fifties. They're interviewing him and they're talking to him about divinity and about um, and about just what it is that the source of that is the source of these stories. and He talks about other dimensions, and that's why I brought it up.
3: Uh, other dimension one, please. Is there something in common in every
5: culture that creates this need for God? Well, I think. Uh, Anyone who has an experience of mystery at all knows that there is a a dimension, let's say, uh, of the universe that is not that which is available to his senses. There's a wonderful saying in one of the Upanishads, uh, when uh, for a sunset or a mountain and the beauty of this or of that you pause and say ah, that is participation in divinity and I think that's what it is, it's the realization of wonder and also the experience of tremendous power which people of course living in the world of nature are experiencing all the time you know there's something there that's much bigger than the human dimension and our way of thinking in the West largely is that God is the source of the energy. The way in most Oriental thinking, and I think in most what we call primitive thinking also, is that God is a manifestation of the energy, not its source. That God is the vehicle of the energy. And uh, the level of energy that is involved or represented determines the character of the god there are gods of violence there are gods of compassion there are gods that unite the two there are gods that are the protectors of kings in their war campaigns these are uh, personifications of the energy that's in play and what the source of the energy is What's the source of the energy of these lights around us? I mean, this is a total mystery.
6: Some good shit. I'm sitting here looking at the Major Arcana, too, because uh, that's another place I'd argue you'd see the uh, hero's or heroine's journey. It's in the mm-hmm. Major Arcana.
7: Yeah. He pulled from something that definitely existed long before he did. Um, so it's it's around...
8: It kind of sounds similar to the um, Akashic Record, Uh, like the theory that there's this this infinite knowledge that exists out in the ether and that some people can tap into it. And, you know, that's why there's some uh, geniuses throughout history who've created such things, but really they were just tapping into the Akashic Record and pulling it down from the ether Which has always existed, just this in another dimension. Mm -hmm. Um, Like the Tesla and uh, Edison and
7: uh, Einstein. Lots of people. Uh, Beethoven, I think, in some way. And then even more recently, someone I think of is, I don't know if you ever watched UFC, John St. Pierre. Mm -hmm. You you familiar with him? Yes. His whole thing was, he was just a, a conduit for God. And that he didn't even think he was that he wasn't the guy, he wasn't the fighter. All of his strength came through God, and that's that's a hell of a power to have <laughs> as a person. Put yeah. your ego aside, and just be like, I'm just the tool, man.
8: Seems like a lot of uh, artists, too, and musical artists. I did an episode about the hidden hand of them in the music industry, and it seems mm-hmm. like a lot of those um, big time artists always were talking about. That they were never um, really in control of what they were writing; they would just like uh, tap into the source, and everything would just come about. You know, but but oftentimes Mm -hmm. they were doing it like uh, satanic style, you know.
7: (laughs) But yeah,
9: they got tapping into
7: something. Superstitious. Yeah, you pull it out of the air. They said that in the in the Bee Gees doc. If you saw the new Bee Gees doc, that's the Bee Gees always said about their songwriting is. They go in the studio and they just start pulling things out of the air and they didn't know what they're going to do that day. And, uh, as a songwriter myself, I can tell you, yeah, you, you don't really want to th- overthink. You don't want to think about it really much at all. You just want to kind of go f- with the flow and see what comes out. And that is a very, very divine, I think, process. If you want want to call it divine, just yeah, in the that's sense true. it's so mysterious, you know?
6: Someone like Prince is on that list for sure.
7: Prince, um, Bowie. Yeah. Bowie um, for sure. Bowie. Yeah, I mean in the beginning he, he it was aliens that was telling them how to write music and then later <laughs> it was God. But yeah. Could be the
6: same thing. Could be Lagrange. Could be. <laughs>
9: <laughs>
6: yeah.
7: Um uh, there's uh, just one last uh, I think a little follow-up clip uh if, if you wanted, or we can just move on. Either way, I'd like bringing up Joseph Campbell. He's, he's always
3: got something cool to say. I dig it.
6: I want to do it. Derek? Yeah, sure. All right.
3: But is divinity just what we think? Yes. What does that do to <laughs> faith? Well, the tough
5: one about faith. You are a man of faith. I'm, you're, I'm, a, you're a man of wonder. Yeah, I'm, I, uh, I don't have to have faith, I have experience. What kind of experience? Well, I have experience of the wonder of the life. I have experience of love. I have experience of hatred, malice. I like to punch the guy's jaw. Uh, <laughs> and I admit this. But those are different divinities. I mean, from the point of view of a, of a, a symbolic imaging. Those are different images operating in me. For instance, when I was a little boy and was being brought up a Roman Catholic, I was told I had a guardian angel on my right side and a tempting devil on my left. And uh, when it came to making a decision of what I would do, the decision would depend on which one had most influence on me. And I must say that in my boyhood, and I think also in the people who were teaching me, they actually concretize those thoughts it did what? it was an angel that angel is a fact and the devil is a fact you see otherwise one thinks of them as metaphors for the energies that are afflicting and guiding you and those energies come from? from your own life the energy of your own body the different organs in your body including your head are the conflict systems and your life comes from where? Yeah,
6: there you are. <laughs> did, he, did he end that with there you are? And there you are. Yep. <laughs>
7: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Hell yeah. Love that guy. We, I can't wait. We're gonna do. Uh, we're gonna do a Joseph Campbell episode one of these days, and it'll be groovy.
8: I'm surprised I have not heard of him.
7: Yeah. It, are you a Star Wars <laughs> fan at all? Sorry. No, not really. To be honest, yeah, well, uh, there it is.
6: I there. I mean, the list though is endless as, as far as stories that fit into this uh, category. Um, but I'm not going to sit here and try and remember them off the top of my head. <laughs> um, some interesting shit though. I, I'm sitting here looking at the list, like I said, for the uh, tarot, and I know that like Star Wars, you can tie to this fairly easily, but um. Something like uh, Lord of the Rings. It's a
7: Lord of the rings too, totally. No,
6: no, I don't know. I had to think about it. Should uh spend more time on this. Uh it's a
7: it's a little what? It's it's like uh it's just a, kind of a stretch, you think?
6: No, I would need I I feel like I would need to reread The Hobbit as an adult. <laughs> no,
7: well the I mean, Hobbit's a different who, quote different story than
8: Yeah, that. the Hobbit's the precursor, you know, with Bilbo going to
7: yeah, the thing. I mean it, it'll be a similar format it, from the hero's perspective, but but the real hero's journey is with Lord of the Rings and with Frodo. Oh yeah, big time. Yeah,
8: I love those books.
7: <laughs> yeah, yeah, they're good if you got a little time on your hands.
8: <laughs> they always make me want to go on a epic quest.
7: Yes, <laughs> at least get you outside. Yeah. <laughs> You're like, shit, I need to be in a forest right now.
6: (laughs) And and Gandalf turned to Frodo, simply stating, I like fresh air, motherfucker. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Trying to get my
9: steps
7: in. Yeah, it doesn't smell so foul down here.
6: Well, speaking of smelling foul, we got scooped. We got haagen Dust.
7: we got slip slopped,
6: we got slides slapped,
7: oh my gosh,
6: I know uh Old Benz covered a story that we were going to touch on for today. uh I did totally feel like uh Darino paid it a lot uh, gave it a lot better treatment than I could have, mostly because I've never watched much. Of Anthony Bourdain's work.
7: Really? I've,
8: I've seen, never seen one thing.
7: You've never seen anything either? mm Oh, my God. So I'm the only one. I'm a, I am ai was a big fan. I was a big fan of Bourdain when he was alive. I was a cool guy. I'm kind of a foodie type of dude. And I, I dug what he was doing. And I watched... I've seen probably almost all of the shows that he did.
6: Well, and I've, I've seen him in interviews for sure. So I've got a... a I'm not unfamiliar with his character, Mm -hmm. Um, but you know, I definitely. If there's anything that you want to lead us in with, um, I have Uh, I have kind of a different take on. But this is after he passed away,
7: right? Well, while he was alive, he was just like an ex-partier. No, he wasn't an ex-partier. He still partied, but the, the the basic idea of him was like he worked his way up as some chef in New York. He wasn't really that good at cooking at, compared to, like, you know, Gordon Ramsay or somebody like that. But he was a um, great writer, and and he was kind of like a cool dude, and he became sort of just like a cool writer dude. And uh, he he married some really weird chick who was like a total Illuminati elitist, uh, European
6: weirdo. Asia Artent or uh, Tent... Our tent- I know it, but I'm just going to fuck it up. I if couldn't I try. tell you that
7: her name, if even if you did get it right, I wouldn't be able to tell you. But the thing about this guy is, his whole life he kind of was—he uh, was led by women. You know, he was—he he was really always in the kind of in the care of like a woman.
6: Asia Argento.
7: Asia Argento. Was this yeah. like
8: a porn star or something?
7: Maybe I'm thinking of something else. You're thinking of the other the porn star that had the Mensa, the genius. IQ, oh Asia, yeah, uh, age yep. somebody, yeah. Not a kids show, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. So anyway, that's that's Bourdain in a nutshell. And then, but I always knew he was weird. Like I always knew, like he just he just seemed like he was weird. But he was cool. You know, he's kind of like a weird, like new version of Hunter S. Thompson, but of the food world. Yeah, and, go and he's, he's world, got
6: some uh, some fairly spirit-cookingly-styled photos <laughs> where he's, uh, <laughs> mm-hmm. he's cutting his finger and sucking the blood down.
7: Oh, yeah, he loves that stuff. You know, spirit cooking, I'm sure he knew what's-her-face. Uh, and S has got it. Look at that. Quirkus knows. We're, lo- we're all a bunch of cultured people here. We understand <laughs> what the deal is. Pretty highbrow. Well, she's a genius. You know, uh, there's another porn star right now is getting a lot of flack, uh, Brandy Love. She's a she's a writing for The Federalist now. Oh, she's shit. like a conservative uh journalist, like a full-fledged conservative journalist. And people are like making fun of her and I'm like, "Hello, do you remember Asia? She was in like the top 1% genius of the world." Like <laughs> these women a, su- a successful porn star is, is a smart woman. She's a businesswoman. She's somebody who, who really turned the tide on what is a very ugly industry and and, and made something of herself. You know, you can't put these people down like that. Uh, in my opinion, now, they're not all that way, but you know, a lot of them are.
8: Yeah, I and mean, you got to have a pretty good head on your shoulders to even be in that game.
7: <laughs> yeah, and to be like a like a big name, you know. A lot yeah. of
6: glad-handing, a lot of couches.
7: <laughs> it's an ugly industry, but, you know, it's, and, and there is no buts. It's an ugly industry. It's, <laughs> that's it. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, it's nice to know that she's kicking ass like that. Anyway, what were we talking about before porn stars and stuff? <laughs> Anthony Bourdain. Uh, Bourdain. We were talking yeah. about Anthony Bourdain, who almost was a porn star. Yeah, <laughs> so he, anyway.
6: Wasn't he a punk rocker? uh rocker 2?
7: Yes. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, he thought. was in a punk band. He was a total like 70s New York guy. Was he in the New York Dolls? I'm
9: just <laughs> yeah.
7: <laughs> he was probably doing coke with the uh, Ramones over at CBGBs or something, you know? Like he was one of those dudes doing coke with them and Talking Heads and Blondie.
6: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> For sure Debbie Harry. <laughs>
7: Yeah, yeah. They were over there. That, yeah, he banged her at the Ferris wheel at Coney Island <laughs> or something.
8: I don't know. Well, Pat Benatar filmed it.
7: Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and D.D. Ramona was just, like, crying in the corner, you know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, that was his whole thing. But uh, he was whipped, man, especially later in life.
6: Well, unfortunately, he's still getting whipped in the afterlife, and uh, all of this stems from uh, a new documentary that's coming out. And the filmmakers decided to compile a shit ton of Anthony Bourdain speaking hours, and they made an AI out of him. And uh, this comes from the CIA broadcast service, I think.
13: Well, tonight, a new debate is raging over the use of artificial intelligence in a film on the life of celebrity chef Anthony Bourdain, who died by suicide in 2018. CBS's Jim Axelrod takes a look.
11: The goal of the new documentary about Anthony Bourdain was straightforward. Here's a little preemptive truth-telling. As the director, Morgan Neville, told me. I want people to be able to make some sense out of his death. But it turns out how it was made was not. You were successful, and I am successful, and I'm wondering, are you happy? That soundbite was something Bourdain wrote, but never actually said. Listen again.
5: You were successful, and I am successful.
11: The voice was generated by a computer. A use of artificial intelligence Neville called a modern storytelling technique, but did not disclose to the viewer. To put a voice to something that someone never said, only wrote, is a really bad idea. I think to do that and then not disclose that you've done it is a colossally bad idea. Syracuse University professor Robert Thompson says using AI like this only adds fuel to the fake news fire. It's it harder, I think, to do your reporting uh, without people saying, who knows if uh, that person really said that? Who knows if that really happened? Neville claims the AI voice was used with the blessing of Bourdain's estate and literary agent. Though Bourdain's ex-wife tweeted, I certainly was not the one who said Tony would have been cool with that. The film opens today, but now with a computer-generated shadow hanging over it. It's all too real. Jim Axelrod, CBS News.
6: Yeah, CBS. Griggy. <clears throat> I also didn't know that his dad used to work for uh, Columbia Records and I did not know that. his mother was a staff editor at the New York Times. Hmm. Damn.
7: <laughs> oh, it must have been tough over in Manhattan. <laughs>
6: Uh, but this gives me the same total vibes of the hologram star tours that you'll see, like Whitney Houston, Roy Orbison. I think Zappa's got two of them. Uh, me and, me and Sir Seat did a whole coverage and this is just straight up blue beam, like <laughs> projecting aliens and demons and angels to entertain the people. That's all it is. And I shouldn't say that's all it is cause it's super creepy and, um, a little on the unethical side, I'd say, but that's just my two cents.
8: I wouldn't oh. like if someone did it to me, that's for sure.
7: Yeah. It's it's super weird. I mean, that's the next step, though. I remember people raising a stink when film was first invented. Not that I remember I wasn't there, but I, I know have read that. When people first created film and the first movie stars died, and you could still see them on the screen, it, there was kind of a controversy then, too. It's like... Is it a ghost? Is it a, is it is it is it right to be able to do that? You yeah. know, keep at someone's likeness point, alive forever.
6: At the same point, is there any difference between putting someone's face, like Kurt Cobain, on a shirt after he's died, and then you sell it?
7: Someone figured that out somewhere. His daughter's yeah. getting some cut of that, and as long as that's happening, then that's all that matters, right?
8: As long as it's not made in China. Oh, well, that's not going
7: (laughs) to (laughs) happen. All those Chase shirts, too, getting made in China.
9: Oh, my God.
6: (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I believe that's our shirt.
7: Oh, our shirt, comrade. Sorry about that. (laughs) As soon as it gets overseas, it's our shirt that gets sold at the uh, wharf. Right by the gift shop. <laughs>
8: <laughs> You'll know you've made it when you have your shirt uh, knocked off by a Chinese website.
7: Yes. Yes, imagine. <laughs> Behind the squeams hats that are just barely too not right. Just barely not right. Behind the squeams? <laughs> yes. Chinese Darano always knows. Oh, good catch. Solid Wait. deconstruction. There you go. So I get the big bucks, babe. Uh speaking of deconstruction, you're talking about music. You're talking about the, the hidden hand of of the CIA and music, right? Is is that what yes. you're bringing it? Yep. We were uh Boo and myself uh discussing the the fun times over at Laurel Canyon.
8: Oh yeah, that's a fucking crazy place there. Yeah.
7: But of course that's just one instance of uh, in anordinate an amount of instances that you could hash up and and cite, uh, but is there anything that you've that's kind of stuck with you that, that is interesting to um, you? Really?
8: One thing I just never knew this before, which I'm sure most people listening will know, is that um, Jim Morrison's dad was uh, there during Gulf of Tonkin. I don't know if he was the fucking commander of one of the boats that day, or if he was the overall. Commander he, was that the, day? he was the
7: commander of the Tonkin, yeah.
8: Yeah, it's like, you can't get more fucked up than that. It's like the the reason for Vietnam based on bullshit and then a bunch of fucking people worshipping Jim Morrison uh, while going against the government, you know, it's like hilarious. Yeah,
7: a little too uh, much of
8: a little, coincidence there. Yeah, a little on the nose with that one there.
6: Mm-hmm. I just got a text in from Spaz, and uh, he reminded me that Dio also has a hologram tour.
7: No.
8: Dude. Man, I saw Dio. It, it was awesome. No. Uh, back in the day. Well, it wasn't back in the day. It was 2003.
7: Man. Man. I never got to see him. Am I about to go see this hologram show?
9: <laughs> Don't do have it. To?
7: I mean, it'll be like a rainbow in the dark, man.
6: <laughs> yeah, it it is a little satiny.
7: That
6: is it's very satiny. Man on
8: the Silver
7: Mountain. <laughs> I mean, in a way, it's kind of apropos, but you know, <laughs> if you're gonna do it, it might as well be him in Pac, too. The real, the best thing they ever did was they started with Pac. You know, because Pock would have been all about a hologram for himself yeah like, oh yeah go around be bragging about it you know oh yeah i'm the first hologram ever you better fucking see it man <laughs> fuck you you don't got no hologram fuck you <laughs> <laughs>
6: <laughs> and then Dio's right on next yeah we uh we plan on covering laurel canyon next week a little more in depth uh, I, I actually found a story about Laurel, Laurel Canyon that I did not know before we started looking into all of this, but of course I won't spoil it, so we'll just leave it at that.
8: I had so much to cover in that ep- that episode that I I couldn't go all the way down the Laurel Canyon thing, you know, because there's that guy that wrote the book about Laurel Canyon, mm-hmm. and then you know, I want step all over it, but uh, that's a pretty crazy story in itself.
6: Groy has actually interviewed that guy. I found uh, found it while I was looking around last
7: oh, really? night. Yeah. Oh really?
6: Oh wow. Yeah, I'll uh, I'll get that to you guys afterwards. Oh man. That's awesome.
8: I, I actually um tried to interview the guy that I based all of my um info on, Mark Devlin. Um he wrote the book uh musical truth. Um, that's where I got a lot of the information for that, those episodes. Uh, he's based in the UK. He was a, um, DJ, uh, working at radio stations and stuff. And he goes deep into, uh, um, all that, uh, information and also about how they use frequencies to fuck with your mind and all kinds of stuff.
9: Mm
6: -hmm. Wow. Shit. He's got a podcast too. Hell yeah.
7: (laughs) Excellent. Yeah. Nice. Always good to have a little more uh, resource on this st- this stuff. You got to get the information out. That's what that's what we're here to do, right? In a way, and also, you know, maybe say some stupid shit along the way. But that's that's small stuff, right? Maybe I'm wrong.
6: Well, in my head, I'm I'm thinking, who do we talk to about uh, getting an ISO that says, "God damn, it feels good to be a freedom fighter." <laughs> who
7: said that? Was that Franklin?
8: That was uh, Osama bin Laden. Oh Oh, yeah, that's right. I was going to
6: say, could be Franklin, could be Truman, (laughs) could could be,
7: or it could be President Osama, or I mean Obama. It could,
6: (laughs) it it could be LGB, uh, LBJ, laughing to himself. LBJ, LJB.
7: (laughs) Damn, LBJ. No one's ever called him that that before. That's genius. Am I a trailblazer once again? Once again, you, with your machete, you carve through the jungle
6: <laughs> <laughs> I'd like to prefer it be referenced more as a um like a chainsaw almost yeah,
7: yeah yeah, I get you the, the chainsaw that's that's a good one it's the, yeah. it's a good weapon no
6: you know. it's terrible <laughs> it's large it's loud. <laughs> It's it unwieldy. gets all the
7: gunk of the zombie and the gears and it just after one zombie you're you're kind of in trouble. Yeah. Make Don't sure e-
8: you got some mixed gas.
7: Yeah, that too. Yep, <laughs> yep some half and half.
6: <laughs> <laughs> but yeah. as far as style points are concerned, it would be off it would be off the charts. There would literally yeah. be no stopping me at that point.
7: Until you're dead. That is true. And then that's not so stylish.
6: You know, I spent the weekend watching a shit ton of horror movies, which I haven't done in a long long time. I watched Army of the Dead. I watched two of the Fear Street movies on Netflix. I watched Monster Squad. I watched The Night Eats The 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 Night Eats The Day, which was a French zombie movie and it was really good. It was kind of about like a punk rocker trapped in a uh, apartment building that he was attending a party at and he's got to like mm. go through and clear the whole thing and um small cast small setting pretty spooky um night eats the and there was one other one oh army of, Dar- uh, army of the dead that movie each one of those motherfuckers got exactly or deserved exactly what happened to him and that's all i'm <laughs> going to say <laughs>
7: You must be gearing up for uh, for spook season.
6: I am the spook season. This is very true. <laughs> the Night Eats the World was the French one, and I'd highly recommend that one. It was good. Wait a it was really good. Something.
7: Let me check something. Oh, my God. Did you know that Halloween is going to be on a Sunday this year?
6: Oh, shit. Oh, shit. Oh, shit. So that tells me that I need to... Have my donations in order, to no agenda (laughs) 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 for Halloween
7: 2021.
6: Oh boy, dude! Be a spooky one. There's something spooky going around these here parts. Oh,
7: we don't want to go down that road. Was it that rod?
8: (laughs) They're probably gonna do (laughs) the fake alien invasion on that night.
7: Oh, War of the Worlds.
6: Oh my god, do you want to have hot, unprotected sex at this campground? <laughs>
7: <laughs> oh my god, this dark house. Let's go in.
6: Um oh, and there was an Italian movie that I watched that was a that was a horror movie. A little uh it was like midsummer, if anybody had checked that out. It was very cerebral, a bunch of weirdos j- jerking off in the woods. Um Another horror movie. Another classic horror movie was the name of it.
9: A little bit another... of a...
6: <laughs> yeah? It, it's it's dubbed from Italian to English. Uh, so there's some parts where you're like, I know this guy is supposed to be like really pissed off, but between the voice not quite matching, uh, both in tone and in the actual movement of the lips, it's a little hilarious. Mm. Excuse me, it was a classic horror story
7: with classic bad dubs,
6: yeah, yeah, it's pretty good, mm. it's pretty good, pretty legal shit you're
7: you're kicking it off now I'm gonna start watching some funky shit and see what's going on. I gotta break my monotony of just watching old history documentaries
9: Ugh.
6: well, we gotta get that b t s uh thirty three k theater show going.
7: I know, I know, yeah. So Derek, we're gonna eventually have a we're gonna have like a movie night type of thing. Uh once we figure out the the nuts and bolts of it.
8: Man, I got a projector in my
7: basement. Uh,
9: that's
7: <laughs> I need a projector and a basement.
6: Shit. I had a basement in my last place. It was kinda gross actually. <laughs> it's unfinished. Yeah. So they oh, can yeah. be that
7: way. Yeah, one of these days we'll get that rolling.
6: Yeah, well I'm I'm leaning towards uh we gotta have our shit in gear for October at the very least. Yes, agreed. So agreed. we're gonna start scheming away, I think. Yes. Yes. Uh, do we um do you wanna touch on any of the uh Mali Buddha Bourdain clips? Um I know we kind of straight far away uh some somewhere we touched porn stars and then we were in horror movies for a minute which I mean, all of this is
7: very this is all valid stuff so yeah. we we are not wasting any time that's for sure but,
6: very uh, uh, very one of those late night shows sort of deals
7: this is the second second half of show this is what we do on the second second half of the show um what you wanted to go into the the bit shoot part
9: mm, i don't know that's, I,
7: we, that's a little heavy. We don't need to get into that at this at this current juncture. I think.
6: Well, I will say, if anybody wants to explore more of the more of the known, I, I, how do I how do I phrase this? Uh, it, it's
7: just just the weird. It's kind of it just gets darker when when you talk about the weird stuff that that Bourdain was involved with, and specifically, this clip goes into him having lunch with Obama. At some restaurant in Vietnam, <laughs> and uh, it was it was on his show, you know that he had uh, no reservations. I think was the show, and he basically, you know, they went to Vietnam. Obama was there to to seal some deal, and Boeing made eleven billion dollars, and it was this big deal. and And there was this like sign on behind him, and if you googled the sign, it went into this whole. Wayfair type of situation.
6: Where, <laughs> well, I, mean? I think, yeah. I mean, Wayfair. Wayfair is kind of its own little um, bucket of fun, but uh, yeah, that's, I mean, this, that's the
7: way I can say it without saying what it is, you know. <laughs> right,
6: but I mean, what what the what this video is looking at is the it's like six degrees of Kevin Bacon, um, but just through Instagram and YouTube, YouTube specifically. Uh, we've got it linked in the show notes. Go check it out. Um, it's part of a larger series that Mali Buddha released, which is also mm. I I would highly recommend checking out.
7: Yeah, it's a lot about how you how you manipulate search engines. <coughs> you can type in certain things, and it will alter, um, the search engine process. Very strange stuff. But Bourdain's implicated in that, so uh, I had to think of that when we brought up Bourdain.
6: Let's see, um, well, I, I don't think I got anything else I need to cover. Um, feel feel pretty solid about that.
7: Yeah. Uh, other than that, I think the Chinese plan to divert asteroids, but that's just they do that every other week. That's
6: oh, and it's problem. like in a hundred years too. Yeah, who
7: cares? (laughs) We got We got. We already have something that protects us from asteroids, bro. It's called the moon. Okay, so don't worry about it.
6: Yeah, dude. Yeah, the story. Does (laughs) it exist?
9: Well, that's a good question. (laughs) (laughs) All right, now we're talking.
7: (laughs) (laughs) I just told
8: my kids that the other day. that? I just told my kids that the other day. They said something about the moon. I was like, assuming there is a moon. And they're like, shut up. <laughs> oh, that's nah, awesome. <laughs>
7: that's funny. <laughs> that's funny. Kids don't take no shit. No. <laughs> well,
6: hell yeah. Well, th- uh, thank you very much, Derek, for joining us tonight. Um, Definitely want to have you back on. And we'll be keeping our ears out for uh, the Miracle Mondays and the other continued dives that uh, that you and Tony will uh, produce, very much looking forward to it. Mm-hmm. Sweet, yeah, thanks
8: for having me on. It was definitely uh, fun and uh, had a lot of laughs. Um, yeah, definitely funny laughing at weird clips.
7: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man, it's just awesome having you. Thanks for hanging out and listening to our weird clips. We really appreciate
6: that. <laughs> no problem, anytime. So.
7: Yeah, uh, Double Thought
6: Dimension podcast, check it out. We'll have it linked in the show notes for everybody. Let's see. And I got my... I got the music queued up. Shall we send this uh, <laughs> bad motherfucker home? Yeah,
7: launch launches <laughs> to Mars, bro.
6: Right on. It's a good episode. Feeling, feeling pretty legal about that. <laughs> yeah, I like yeah, that. Mostly legal. It's pretty legal. It's legal. It's legal.
7: Okay. Oh, give it to me. Don't come knocking down my door, Kamala. Yeah.
12: Cup of sugar!
6: <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. I have to fade this music out. Because I have committed sin against this production. What? Oh, no. I know what you did. I know what I did. Because I'm a I piece of you shit.
7: Did. You son of a... Listen here, we have one scream left. And I about I about not played it. You we we about not played it. We about okay. not I'll played ta- that man. I'll take I'll take one too. That, that was me. That was my bad, too.
6: <sighs> I mean sorry, caller. Bruh. Sorry, we're slipping. Colleague. We're slipping in our old age. Oh it's Hello, just... Whoa. <laughs> oh, that was my back. <laughs> my back made
7: that noise. Okay, what was that? Was that
6: the call? Uh, no, I'm, I I backed it up. Let's, we'll try round two. We will
9: overcome. We will overcome. We will overcome
0: We will overcome.
9: I do believe we will overcome today. No, <laughs> Yeah.
6: Was that Legion? <laughs> was that, that was
7: Anonymous singing at the uh, Texas Republican uh, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> uh, what was the thing that all the, Demo- the Texas Democrats fled? They did all this weird shit, but there was the oh god, I can't. I can't
6: Wait, can't. is this the part where they all caught COVID on the plane? <sighs> yes, yeah, yeah, that's right. Allegedly, <laughs> legend has it. <laughs>
7: Yeah, they all started singing. Oh, oh thank. Oh. Yeah.
6: Um. Well, we should we should try round two of ending this show. <laughs> <laughs> just just
7: watch out for the boulet. That's what MoFak says. That's all. I just that's my...
9: damn straight. <laughs>
6: <laughs> well, after narrowly avoiding that disaster. As always, I've been Booberry Mothman of the Mini-Ocalypse. And uh, my name has been Lavish.
5: Oh, fuck. You're gonna make me
4: squeam. Behind the squeeze. Behind the
9: squeeems.
4: Loveislit.com. Go there, check it out, listen.
3: I don't know what loveislit.com goes to. Love is com.
8: Yes, love is com.
4: That guy really seems to understand exactly what's going on. Person that I would recommend is to listen to Lavish on the Behind the Schemes podcast. I never expected this from that podcast, but I learned something listening to it. <laughs> uh,
6: not a kid's show.
9: Yeah. This is behind the scenes, the esoteric
3: of your (laughs) dreams. Cancel culture is communist.
7: Dude, these communists, man, they just never quit. They have always got this. uh, the word subvert.
13: Communism is a failed system, universally failed system, and uh, I don't see socialism as a very useful substitute.
2: Master dirty red scum! Take him in the teeth, redheads! Kill! 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 Filthy Uh bastard coming! I hate him! I hate him!
0: Yo. Yo solo necesito que alguien me perdone Estoy mirando el hoyo del revólver Esperando que el rival se forme Conforme pasa el tiempo quiero gritar Quiero visualizar la paz, reducir esa condena Y no me ayudan los problemas, nena Quiero brillar y me apagaron esa vela Si mi cadena se amarró a botellas Me quiero en una de ellas Y disfruta los momentos El fruto del placer y mis tiempos violentos Y un día Hasta el cuello, caminando hacia mi túnel, millones de destellos Ya no recuerdo lo que pasó ayer, la memoria a corto plazo me impide crecer Saber que esto saca lo peor de mi ser, me hace pensar que tal vez tengo que ser Y esta vez, como tantas me he perdido, miro al cielo, todos gritan, nada me hace ruido Si mi cordura tropezó en cada salvo que doy, el tiempo no perdona y solo dice adiós Te desinhibe, cambia tu humor, con la falsa sensación agarro valor Desde los preceptos todo empezó, así lo quieras o no Siempre jodan tus seres queridos Esto termina con dañarte Secándote los ojos, siempre reprochándote En fondo de mi dolor Millones de metas han cambiado de color y sabor Ya no hay confort en esta zona Siempre con los pies en la lona Luchando contra mi persona Y al final los hábitos del viejo salida, Quedo sin saliva I'm not going